0: edition of houston wrestling radio this is abel this is chris and thank you so much for tuning in joining us live on a saturday on a saturday saturday Mm. afternoon um if you uh want to log in log in on your youtube account your google account whatever that way you could Chat along with us in the live chat. If I see you commenting, I'm going to try to involve you as best as I can in the show. So make sure that you're uh, just saying hi, fact checking, talking shit, asking questions, whatever. Um, I'll see it and I'll try to get you a little shout out. Squeeze in if you're not watching this live. That's okay. You can still interact with us on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash Houston Wrestling Radio. And I know that Hector and Arnold are online because they're chit chatting in our shared chat, but they're not on the fucking feed. Here, you know what? I'm about to text you that right now. <laughs> Why don't you say Fungs. all this in the HWR YouTube feed on YouTube Trump you a bitch that. J-C-K-A-S-S you <laughs> <laughs> dot 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 B-I-T-C-H.
1: Yeah!
0: Britain. Yeah! <laughs> all right. Oh, you went to Vegas! Yeah! yeah. I was there in spirit. Yes, I went to Vegas, man. It was really cool. Uh, my first time going whilst not being broke. Um, <laughs> My second time in Vegas all altogether. The first time I went to Vegas, um, you were broke. I was broke. Uh, I was a college student on a road trip. Uh, I went to college in Oklahoma, and one of our roommates um, lived in Phoenix. The other one uh, had a family in California, so we did the trip from Oklahoma to Roswell, New Mexico, to Phoenix, to Vegas. North Oklahoma? Tulsa. 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 So you you went uh, 66? Yeah, we took Route 66. Then went to Cali for a little bit, then came back. Nice. So yeah, the one night that we spent in Vegas... We were broke as fuck. We were broke as fuck. We had enough money to get dinner, so we ate at the uh, Star Trek themed restaurant in one of the ca- casinos that's <laughs> not there anymore, apparently. Um, and like that was it. That's all we had money for. But yeah, it was cool. It was cool.
2: We're gonna spend most, if not this entire episode, weaving in his stories in Vegas, yeah, chronologically with what happened in the world of wrestling. Yes. So before we go in there, yes. a couple of things that we just want to rub out real quick. Right. <laughs> NXT in your house is tonight. Did you know that? No. Good. We yeah. ain't talking about NXT tonight. I haven't paid any attention to anything WWE. Hell
0: in a Cell is tomorrow. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're not talking about any of that shit either. Hold on. I do want to say something about, about uh, WWE. The one thing that I am aware of go. was just... Because of Facebook, on Facebook, I, I saw a lot of people talking about Seth's um, promo as a rebuttal to Cody about, oh, you went away for six years playing around with your little friends trying to break the throne and now you're back. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw that, only that, not in live video, but in like people were quoting it and showing the picture and yeah. all that. So I thought that was pretty spicy, kind of cool. Cody okay. and Seth main eventing Hell in a Cell okay. and the triple
2: threat with uh, Bianca there. Becky Lynch, and Asuka. All right. That's probably going to be the best hour of television WWE will have produced since WrestleMania. Okay. That's probably the only thing I'll watch, if anything. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to be watching it live. NXT. <laughs> Match of the Week candidate on SmackDown a few weeks ago, the Brawling Buddies. uh, sh- uh Brawling? The Bruisers or whatever. The Bruis. Oh, the Brawling oh. Brutes. Sheamus, Butch, and Rich Holland. Okay. Six-man against it, the New Day. One short, so they filled that spot in with Big D, Drew McIntyre. Oh! And that was a fucking fun-ass match. Are okay. they
0: really calling him Big D?
2: Yeah. <laughs> they actually had a promo last night on the couple minutes of SmackDown that I did catch. So he's kind of filling in for Big E in the interim. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. called his shot that he's going to be in a title match at the pay-per-view in Wales, 70,000 people overseas. Uh-huh. That's about all of SmackDown that I caught. Um. They had a, a six-pack challenge for number one contender because Naomi and Sasha left, and they fucked up the whole booking for Ronda's uh, match, which I don't even know if she's wrestling in hell in a cell. But that's about all of WWE we're going to mention for now, if okay. anything. Okay, cool. Because there's one little thing in this war between AEW and WWE. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. Tuesday.
0: You landed Vegas. Yes. What was your Tuesday like? So, Tuesday was mostly uh, a, you know, travel day. You know, uh, we, our flight didn't leave (coughs) here until, I believe, 3. Afternoon? Yeah. Damn, I thought Uh, you were already early. No, no. Our flight was delayed. So, we were in the plane like 3.30, but we didn't actually get in the air until like 4.10. We were on the runway for a good half an hour. (laughs) So we landed in Vegas around 5 ish. Yes, yes, because of the two-hour time zone difference. We still gained two hours, even though we were in the air for three. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, so first thing we did, got to the hotel uh, hotel room, unpacked, put away our clothes, uh, uh, settled in, got all of our stuff. And apparently, so, okay, there's this thing that's been going around TikTok um, that Porsche saw about – There's a a Vegas hack, which I don't really see this as really a hack, but you wanted to do it anyway, which is when you check into your hotel room, slide a 20 to the person checking you in, and then you get upgrades. And it worked. What? Uh, It worked. We kind of upgraded room. Uh, We went from a room that had a queen to a room that had a king that also had a microwave and a fridge. Now, we didn't really use the microwave, but we did. Oh, and a coffee machine. Uh, we didn't use the microwave, uh, but we did use the fridge, which was nice yeah. uh, because that helped us bring back stuff uh, that were like gifts or whatever. Overnight
2: you know? fridges don't matter, but you're there six days.
0: Yeah, yeah. That yeah. motherfucker come in handy sooner or yeah. later. I'll, I'll get to why it came in handy a little bit later, but yeah, it did, that did come in handy, and uh, so yeah, that was it was nice. Now the place that we stayed wasn't like one of the big named hotels that people know about a lot. It was called the Oil. Uh, which is kind of a newer whole team. It's also it's, it's kind of like
2: Motel 6, Super yeah, 8, something like yeah. that. Stay at Oyo
0: in Dallas. They pretty yeah. much
2: bought up a lot of like the independent or mom-and-pop motels yeah. and hotels-ish that weren't really being used a bit. That's hotel, exactly like that. the the They're affordable, here. too.
0: Yeah, apparently some of the locals, because we got to talk to some locals because of uh, taking lifts all everywhere. Uh, so we got to talk to them. Apparently that place was uh, a hotel that was owned by Hooters. Uh, and it still had a Hooters downstairs. Yeah, it had a Hooters and a Steak and Shake. Ooh. the Steak and Shake never opened. What? It was closed the entire Aww. week we were there, so we don't know what you was about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love Steak and Shake. Yeah. The, the little bit of time that Steak and Shake was here, he used the it. dollars. I spent. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't because they didn't look like they were remodeling it or anything. But it was closed anyway. So the 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 twenty dollar thing worked because we got an upgraded room. Uh, we got uh, buy one, get one drink tickets, which Porsche was very happy about. Oh, nice. Uh, she, she got, got your ticket. <laughs> they, <got like, laughs> they gave us like a stack of like 10. Cool. We only wound up using like four, and that means Porsche had eight drinks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then we also got uh, free slot credits uh, 15 bucks each, so we had 30. And then we had table credits, now uh, uh, like like the blackjack yeah. and the roulette and stuff like that. Now, we didn't get to use the fast-forwarding a little bit. We didn't get to use a, the blackjack and the, the, the roulette, uh, the, the table credits. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to use that because we didn't know that the table credits were only good the same day. Yeah. It was days later that we were like, all right, hey, let's go downstairs and see. The, uh, the slot credits worked all, all the time, right. but the, the table credits didn't. So we kind of got... Fuck there, but still sliding that $20 gave us all these extra little perks that we probably weren't gonna get otherwise. So yeah. But anyway, so we checked in, got all our free shit, unpacked. First thing we did hit the strip, walked down, we walked over to Fat Burger. Yeah! Bro! Uh. Bro, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's
0: my that's my first stop in Vegas, also. Fat burger. Wait, is it the one on the strip? Yeah. That's the one we went to, the yeah. one on the strip, uh, like next to where like Hard Rock is and stuff yeah. like that. Because the Oyo is across the street from MGM. Ooh. So it's like, okay, like, here's the strip. Here's uh, the street that uh, I think is Flamingo Street. Oyo's here. MGM Grand is here. We got New York, New York on this corner. Park MGM over here. And Fat Burger's over this way. So we walked over there. Yeah. So we walked over, worked up an appetite, had Fat Burger. Bro, if Whataburger. And In N Out made a truce <laughs> and made a love child. <laughs> that love child would be Fat Burger. Holy fuck, dude. Did it any of y'all so have an
2: anorexic shake? No, it was an, oh. an anorexic shake. Well, because it
0: has skinny fries there. Mmm. It's all fat burger, skinny fries, and anorexic shake. Oh, see. Yeah. So I got <laughs> the chili cheese fries and it had the skinny fries, but she ordered fat fries and I didn't know that there was a big difference. I thought it was the, the portion steak wedges. I, I, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a portion size, not the size of the, the fries themselves. So it was like the little, little shoestring fries or the wedges. Man, if I had gotten the wedges with the uh, chili cheese, oh, fuck, that would have been <laughs> awesome. It it's still really good. The burger itself, amazing. It has the flavor of, like, water burger, but it's kind of got the style of an In-N-Out, but not as small as an In-N-Out. You know, so, the, yeah, it was it was just really good, man. Really good. <laughs> oh, I love that we're
2: disappointing our listeners or our viewers. Eventually, when they hear this, <laughs> <laughs> tuning into Houston Wrestling Radio. Now oh, we're just talking and about food, right? Big, Thirteen minutes in, we're talking about Vegas, your trip to Vegas right. and food. Yeah, yeah, and now I'm gonna do the complete detour. All right, what's your and detour completely key? skip over all of that uh-huh. because you picked a fucking day to leave town. Why is that? One of the first things that Jr. mentions on commentary on your episode of Dynamite that you attended to on Wednesday uh-huh. was regarding. The shooting in New Valley.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That happened on Tuesday, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, I remember kind of hearing about it like before we left. And then, like, when we got into the airport, all the news channels were talking about that. When we got to the hotel, all the news, and it was like, we're on vacation. You shut it off. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't paying attention to it. Yeah. Ah.
2: I am of the, I'm, I'm not sure about you I am of the vast opinion that I don't think that there's anyone on this planet yeah that casually needs the access to buy an AR rifle right automatically oh access. okay we're going value. there we're yeah. going there okay yeah right to bear arms mm-hmm. one block per person per household yeah eight bullets 12 bullets max in a mag yeah that's it I don't know why they have the ease to walk into a Walmart or a Dix or whatever and say, hey, I need this and then Yeah. Fucking go off. Yeah. But what would the solution be?
0: Man, I honestly don't know, man, because I Cause we're fucked either way, right? Yeah. Like like I, I get it that there's a lot of pro gun advocates who are basically hobbyists. People who like guns, who think guns are cool, who think that that shooting guns is fun. And you know what? It is. It is is fun. (laughs) It's a fun, neat thing to do. Uh, When I went to Austin earlier this past year. The wedding. The wedding. Yeah. One of the things we did as part of the bachelor party week, one of the events is we went to the shooting range and we shot some guns. I shot an AK. Uh, AK-47, that was cool. I saw... um and I wish the cop would be very proud of you. Yes. Um, what else did I shoot? Was it a forty four? I, I don't remember, but some other handgun. And then a, a twenty two, the little one, right? They were all neat. It was really cool shooting all of them. It was like the sound and, oh, wow. You In know, a controlled right? environment. And that's exactly where I'm going, you know? It's like, <laughs> why would somebody need a gun that is designed to quickly take down human opponents outside of, like, the funsies for a range, right? Like, I, I don't get that. Like, like the AKs and, and other types of assault rifles, M8s, whatever, all this and that, the ones that, like, shoot real fast. I know there's going to be other gun advocates who are like, you don't even know what an assault rifle yeah. means, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, aside from a rifle, a shotgun at home for self-defense, a rifle to go hunting, You're and maybe a and, a, and a, a couple of, of pistols. Yeah. Like aside from that, no one really needs that kind of gun now, unless they come out and they say, "Well, you need that kind of gun because you are going to go up against human uh, opponents, and those human opponents are the U.S. military. You got to defend yourself from your own military." Okay, I kind of get that, but we're kind of at the point where. Billy Joe Bob with an AK is nothing against the U.S. Army, right? Yeah. So even then, at that point, it's kind of moot, you know. Um, and so I, I, I'm with you, man. I don't get it. I, I don't understand why somebody would need these type of guns other than they think it's cool. And if it's cool, great. I get it. I'm into weird shit too. I like wrestling. God damn it! Like <laughs> made in underwear wrestling on the floor. Yeah, like wrestling <laughs> fucking stupid. It's fucking weird. It's dumb. But I like it. Having these type of guns is weird. It's stupid. It's dumb. But they like it. Cool. In a controlled environment, That's the thing. at it. That's the thing, man. It's not It's not like when kids were, like, starting to do, back, back in our day, back in the 90s, when kids were doing uh, wrestling moves at school and they were breaking their fellow kids' necks. Mm. Obviously, it was an accident. Right? Nobody was on purpose doing a pile of driver, you know, to, to, in a real fight, <laughs> right? It was an accident. They're breaking people's necks. So then what happened? Please don't try this at home. All of these reminders, a full campaign. Hey, this is kayfabe was fucking broken partly because of that. Yeah. Where it was like, this is we are trained athletes in a trained environment, in a controlled environment, performing these stunts. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, wrestling isn't real? You tell me I can't do a DDT in a real fight? You telling me a sharpshooter doesn't really do anything? And UFC came around and fucked all that up. It's true, but, <laughs> but regardless, trained self-defense, all that. In yeah, the, in and, and it's in a controlled environment. Nobody's yeah. out here trying to do, unless like you're a yarder. But if you're a yarder, you're shunned. But nobody's trying to do these these dangerous moves out on the corner of fucking Broadway and Forty Five. Yeah. You know, nobody's doing that shit. So Yet. yet <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mexico everywhere. And, and see the problem with that is you got you got a gun and your hobby is a gun an 8K, Save it for the range, man. <laughs> like, why yeah. are you taking it outside? Because you're not going to take it outside. The only time that you're going to use this is for shit like this, man, where yeah. you want to kill people quickly, fast, in quick succession. You know, a, that's, that's why a bayonet or a bayonet, a musket a is musket. way fucking different. Back when they were writing all these laws, the muskets different because that took like 30 seconds to load. And you're going to change your mind. <laughs> half the time it wasn't even, you know, firing straight or yeah. correctly. Like, we're not talking. You put it too deep yeah. and up the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like here you can just go, da-da-da-da-da, and you kill four people. And that's the other issue. And this, and, yeah. and this isn't supposed to be
2: dark humor, but it also brings a point. The dude in, uh, in Tulsa mm-hmm. bought the fucking gun at three, went and shot people at seven. So, yeah. so how much training does he actually have? If you hate one person that badly, aim for one person. If you don't have training, you're going to hit a lot of people that have nothing to fucking do with your situation, whatever. In whatever mind or whatever persuasion you believe that to be true, even yeah. then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? The obvious answer NRA gives us, more guns. Let's give the teachers guns. You want to give them an idea why that's a catastrophe failure?
0: You tell me, sweet old seventy-four-year-old Mrs. Jones, Miss <laughs> feist. Yeah, <laughs> like you tell you want you want to arm her? You're trying to tell me that the 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 new who just got out of college, who just got out of uh, just got her diploma in teaching and in education, who's like super into like race theory and all that you're you're gonna you're gonna stifle what she actually teaches and you want her to have a gun bro now you're saying that you have another responsibility on teachers another skill set that they don't have to teach have. my kids this don't tell my kids to do that yeah don't hurt my kids' feelings oh but by the way you need a gun yeah because owning maintaining aiming shooting reloading all of that is a skill it's a skill that I learned I don't particularly have. Have I gone shooting? Was it fun? Yes, but I was with people who knew what the fuck they were doing. I was like, "Wait, what do I pull?" How, how, okay, like people think it's just easy, to pick up, point, and shoot. No, man, there's so much more to it. There's the safety, and then you gotta cock it, and then you gotta load this way and do that, and then, like it's it's a complicated yeah. fucking thing. It's not just like a water gun. Even a water gun, you gotta know how to load it, screw it in, and, and like like there's more to it than just like point and pull trigger, right? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that you wanna you want all these teachers to know their specific subject, know how to work in a in a school environment, know the politics of fucking school stuff, you know, dealing with those little shits that you wanna put a bullet in at the time, and then giving them the bullet that you can put in, like, bro, and then now you have more guns in an environment where guns? angsty fucking kids, if they wanted to, could break in. To Mrs. Jones' drawer because she forgot to lock it that day because she's starting to have dementia. And just grab the gun and go and shoot up all the other kids. The, the, the other kids that were like who who were being mean to him. Or maybe not even being mean. Maybe not even, maybe he's the bully. You know? Like, goddamn, no, man. You're just you put more danger out there. I would like to think that once you learn yeah. to become a teacher. Hold on. Daniel, what's up, man? Daniel Price is back. He says uh give the preschoolers nine millimeters, America. <laughs>
2: I would like to think teachers become teachers because once they get the job, they're done learning shit. Because now they're teaching, yeah. So now not only are they teaching, but they have to learn to shoot a shoot a gun. Yeah, they've already gotten up on their plate, class time, homework, grading, mm-hmm. curriculum. Mm-hmm. Where are they going to find the time to consistently
0: know how to operate a firearm? And consistently knowing how to operate a firearm is, guess what? Part of their job. So you're going to tell me that you're going to have them on the clock after school or on a Saturday or Sunday to go do the training? And how often are they going to do the training? Once a month? Once a quarter? You just got to get a certificate at the beginning of the year? You're going to have them go to the range every week so that they can make sure their aim is good? Because what happens is they're trying to take down an active shooter, and their aim is often they take out little Billy damn it if
2: you do, damned if you don't. Exactly, man. This, if you're a teacher right now, mm-hmm. how much do you think you should be paid just to teach? Oh fuck! I need mean, give me a number per year salary. At least seventy. Okay, at least seventy. Okay, I make more than most teachers do right now, and I didn't even grad. I barely graduated high school.
0: Yeah, yeah. Seventy. You got a number? At seventy. Least. Yeah. Starting entry level, you're a dumb fuck teacher. Seventy. <laughs> now you're being bestowed the responsibility
2: of also carrying a gun and protecting this class that you have from? How much do you want to be paid to have that responsibility, assuming you want to take the responsibility? What's your number? You got to bump that up to at least six figures. Police aren't making six figures. <laughs> the teachers aren't making that <laughs> money either. But, keep conversation going. if your goal is to arm the teachers, they must be paid to be armed teachers. Where would that money come from? Don't know. Defunding the police. Oh my God, did <laughs> I say the one words that people don't want to hear because they don't understand
0: the concept of balancing common sense on a seesaw? But at that point, you're not defunding the police. You're you're recruiting more police. You're policifying the teachers, deputizing. <laughs> deputizing. <laughs> You're, you're policeifying. Yeah. I, like, I like my terminology. Yeah, i am okay. actually start using it. Yeah. Yet, I, I look like I can pull that off. <laughs> now, okay, there's a lot of advocates that are saying, no, that's not the case. They want to take veterans, unemployed veterans that come back, they don't have a job, put them in there where they're armed guards. Give me the homeless ones that have the signs that say, I, a veteran, please support. What's up? You left this, marks What's up, Colonel? <laughs> I'm talking with both hands. Yes. So I'm a bipartisan. Yeah. So the problem that you run into there is that you still have the same issue where you're introducing more of these deadly weapons into an environment with the most vulnerable in our society, children. Children who will get a wild hair up their ass and do crazy fucking shit. One TikTok challenge is all it takes and there's a school shooting every day of the week for the next two weeks. Yeah. So... Is I'm not saying I don't trust the veterans to know how to safely store and make sure they keep their eye on the on their 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 firearm and all that. But if you have, let's say, four, that sounds like a reasonable number for a medium-sized school. Let's say you have four armed guards, right? Four veterans. That are trained. trained in the, they know what that they're they, doing. They, their yeah. only job is to keep their eye out and to have a gun. If something happens, they take care of it. Right? Let's say that. All four of them ain't going to be standing in the same spot in the cafeteria. Right? You're going to have one over by the playground, one by the main entrance, one over by the cafeteria, one the over by... Yeah. Yeah. So they're still going to be somewhat isolated. So let's say TikTok challenge. Wild hair. One kid gets five or six... Other kids. This is a high school, right? So we're not talking about like fifth grade, middle school, seventh graders, eighth okay. graders. Still, yeah. still, you get you get half of the football team. <laughs> and they're like, JV. You, you, know, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna take out Mr. Fuentes. because, or or maybe it's not because of, of the stupid TikTok there. Maybe Mr. Fuentes has been dick all year. Maybe he hit on one of the fucking other girls. You know, maybe he was you know a pervert or something, right? But again. We don't want to assume the negativity for for the uh, for the 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 on guard. Assume that they're doing their job right. Still, the kids they get together, they get a posse of three, four, five fucking middle schoolers. They go over there, they blindside him, grab his gun. Now they're going on a rampage. You know, you still have the gun in the environment of where the kids are. So I don't know what the fucking you can't say just ban guns because the same thing is the same thing like banning abortion. You ban guns, you ban abortion, you're going to get it illegally.
2: So, so some people start saying mental health is a problem because he had all these issues because he was bullied at that school as a kid, and he went yeah. back and got his vengeance. Yeah. Are we, um, are we funding programming to help children or young adults in that need, or did our last um, presidential run
0: defund all that stuff? As much as I want to blame it on the last presidential run, I can't. Or this current run. I can't. Because this has been like this for decades. 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 Yeah. When you were in school, when I was in school, we didn't have that shit. Right?
2: We, we were always parents under didn't, the, didn't have that shit. We were always under the impression that, at least I was always under the impression, <laughs> if it's a physical problem, it's a physical solution. Or you can just, turn tail and just alert the authorities and have it squashed. If you feel like you have some kind of pride and you're in a fight, you fight with your hands. Once it's yeah. done, it's done. Yeah. Now, kids are like, oh, I didn't it done. Not got all my
1: problems. Yeah.
2: They made threats for weeks online. Nobody said shit. Yeah. And then they start pulling triggers and like, oh, man, I wish we would have known motherfuckers, y'all. Y'all didn't want to deal
0: with it. It wasn't your problem. So you didn't want to deal with it. Now it's everybody's problem. And not everybody's dealing with it. Arnold says, yeah, Columbine happened when I was in fifth grade. It's been a problem for decades. Yeah, yeah it's been a problem for decades. So you can't blame it on Trump as much as you, yeah. you want to blame everything on Trump. You can't. Um, I think it's just a cultural thing. Because America isn't the only place that has bullies in schools. Mm-hmm. Right? Half the goddamn animes that are out there from Japan are about, oh, the one loser uh, – Teenager who the ugly duck and never and want and, no oh, one yeah, wants to be a swan and all yeah. this crap and he uh, gets
2: super saiyan powers and blows the planets exactly
0: <laughs> like like this isn't fucking exclusive to the U S but yeah. what is exclusive to the U S is the gun thing the regulations it, it's, the accessibility the, the tolerance it's the accessibility the tolerance in the culture man yeah we're a culture that is glorifies guns yeah. we don't see guns as a tool nobody looks at at a hammer and be like man I love hammers hammer rights Oh, <laughs> you can't take away my hammers. No, bitch, like, I have a hammer because sometimes I got to nail stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> but Guns should be the same way. Guns should be a tool. If you're a hunter, you use a gun to
2: hunt. A rifle you know? to hunt. Yeah. Uh, wild hogs. I've seen there's been some documentaries of people using actual ARs because wild hogs don't get taken down by one regular bullet from a fucking Beretta. Cool. So Are you that a hog instance- hunter?
0: Fuck no, I'm not. Am I a, do you know a hog hunter?
2: I mean, my brothers, my brother-in-law might have married
0: a couple. but I mean, but but, but, and, but yeah. that we're talking about shit that's very very Necessary. specialized, right? Licensed. On. You want to hunt with a? Yeah, there you go. You, you want man. to hunt with a? That's, that's what scope. You need a license. That's what I was about to say about the hammer. Everybody got a hammer. But what hammer do you have in your closet right now? Just a regular hammer that you get at fucking Home Depot that's orange, black, and it's just a little ding, ding, ding. Oh, no, I'm a wrestling fan. I have a triple H mallet. I have a sledgehammer. (laughs) But you ain't got the ones that they use to nail in railroad spikes when you're you're making railroads, right? You don't have those fucking big-ass specialized shit. If you need specialized shit, it's because that's part of your trade, man. Again, ain't nobody a hammer enthusiast. And this conversation that I bring up, or that I've seen ever
2: needed. You need several. You can't touch it. This isn't a conversation with banning guns. Because this next topic I kind of feel I kind of feel for. Uh-huh. I asked you what it would take as a teacher, yeah, to get paid that. Imagine yourself being behind the shield, behind the badge, mm-hmm. and you've got your your your, your beret in your hand, mm-hmm. and you're outside. Mm-hmm. If you want to go face-to-face against a guy with an AR, who's winning? The guy with an AR. Exactly. So you have nine police officers at least outside the school unarmed compared to what the threat is inside. Can you really blame them for not wanting to go in there regardless if it's their job? As a human,
0: yes. As a human, yes. As a human, I get it. I wouldn't want to run in there but it is your job that is exactly what your job is that is very specifically what your job is so but i equate that to being the
2: one being the one cook at McDonald's when you got four lanes in the drive through open you're going to make all that food for everybody at once you 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 don't have the tools you don't have the capability to execute your job effectively yeah those guys out there what the
0: fuck? I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I get it, but at the same time, there's no excuse for that police department because I think Arnold shared it with us that he dug up, like, some sort of Facebook post from that very same police department yeah, like the they year did before that they did trainings for this shit, and, like, it happened, and they didn't do it. They, they
2: failed. That goes now, back to the whole Mike Tyson theory where it's like everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And you can train for all these school shootings, and then the second it happens, your instincts are getting overrun by your fear, and you just fuck the training. I'm just trying to, you know. I mean, it happens in war all the time. Yeah. In
0: war, people desert. Because Russia
2: was not there. expecting to be in war for 100 days, and they're yeah. getting punched every fucking day
0: by a little engine that still can Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, from the human aspect of it, I get it. But at the same time, like this is exactly what you're there for, and you didn't do it, and like that's the it, there was multiple there was multiple failings, failings that generation gen generational failings on on. The behalf of America for glorifying guns, glorifying shootings, and making it to where we are not a kind and mature society.
2: That's where I think the bigger failing is that most of us have been brought up on just suck it up. Everybody's got problems. Suck it up, make it work. Yeah. Instead of having the sit down conversations, like, yeah, you're fucked up, man. I get it. I'm fucked up too. This yeah. is how we try to figure it out, as opposed to just grabbing something, yeah, a tool. You
0: know, as soon as uh, if enough people start killing people with hammers, we're going to start banning fucking hammers. So it's just... And even then, you're not fixing the problem because the yeah. problem isn't the hammer. Yeah. It's right. person behind that. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and see, that's what the gun advocates say. The person, the, the problem is that the gun guns don't people, kill people. People kill people. And you're right. But guns allow those people to kill other people more efficiently, more and quickly. That's, that's the problem. It's so quick, so easy, so efficient. Or somebody that is off the deep end that is too far gone, where intervention can't help them, it still makes it to where that person can kill 20 people in the blink of an eye instead of like, oh, they had a hammer, they'll injure one or two people before they get tackled. Right? That, that's the problem. So the, the problem is multiple. There's multiple failings. There's failings on the gun industry, there's failings, lobbyists. lobbyists, there's 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 failings on the culture. There's failings on politicians taking said money to keep that flow going instead of looking yeah. at what's right for them because it, it, these very super specialized weapons don't need to be in civilian hands. So why are they even manufactured? Yeah. Well, because the gun people In mass to make population. Money. Yeah. yeah. And because they can't make it everywhere else, because everywhere
2: else is either limited or banned entirely yeah. those kind of weapons to get on and civilian hands there like There may not
0: even be as much demand. Why? They're used because to not having guns. <laughs> they're used to not having guns and it's not as glamorized as it is here in the states. Yeah. You know, why 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 don't we see a lot of wrestlers from Central Africa? Because wrestling isn't big in Central Africa.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, why All do we, we got was Kofi? Why yeah. Why do we see so many fucking Japanese wrestlers? Because wrestling is big in Japan, it's a part of their culture. Why are there so many Mexican wrestlers? Because it's religion in Mexico. It's
2: Lucha, Church, Lucha, it's tamales, wrestling. wrestling. Lucha. <laughs> yeah.
0: But like that shit doesn't go down in fucking Zimbabwe. Yeah. You know? That shit isn't huge in Luxembourg. <laughs> you know? So it, it's a cultural issue. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Ghana is West Africa. Damn it. So, so I'm going to
2: try to transition this as best I can ending the conversation. I don't think we could transition out of that. He's looking stupidly and say that for decades and for generations, I think we've all misread the, the, the Constitution. I think the right to bear arms has been pronounced completely wrong because it's old school. Abraham Lincoln wrestled and he fought bears. So I'm assuming we all have rights to two severed bear arms. He puts bear arms on you. He are He's like, I'm not going to fuck with that guy. He's got bear arms. He's right to bear arms. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. God damn it. Wednesday. Wednesday Wednesday. dynamite.
0: (laughs) Go. Um, so Wednesday was the first night uh that I was there live for um the three different shows I was gonna be there for. Now the package that Porsche got was apparently given to other people. So you could buy your seat for all to for both nights, for all three nights. Yeah, even if it was a different arena. Well, that's the thing. You would buy the package, so yeah. you got Rampage and Dynamite, or Dynamite and Rampage, ends up or nothing. Just pay one big lump, lump sum. So what had happened was, yeah, we wound up sitting next to in a section next to other people that also bought that same uh, the same deal. Right, Person to my my right, persons to our left, persons in front of us. We saw them on Wednesday. We asked. They said we're gonna be here Friday. Same seats. Cool. What about uh, Sunday? Yeah, we also got the package for Sunday. We just didn't know if they were going to be exactly next to us at the T Mobile Arena, but whatever. They're they they were there for all of them, so that was neat. Um, one of them, the people sitting in front of us, were actually from Tyler, Texas. Oh, uh, man. They were at the Houston shows the week before. Then they went up to Vegas you now for the whole thing, and they're asked, were you at the Houston show?" I'm like, no. Um, but oh, I thought you yeah. were fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um. <laughs> Like uh, you were at the Houston shows, right? Oh hell yeah! Okay, so you remember the thing with Bob? Yes. So them dudes that were right there in front of that couple it was a guy and a girl. That they were like, I uh, don't know where. Just like, Bob, Bob, and then Bob like turns around and is like, "What's up?" And then everyone kind of like. Okay, nobody knew nobody was in on it except for him because, because they were he was there. the only one that yeah. was there. Yeah, <laughs> apparently they didn't do that <laughs> shit everywhere else. Because <laughs> Bob ain't from everywhere else. I I know. So but yeah, <laughs> but I was sitting to the, to the my right was somebody from Vegas to our left were people from Vegas as well, but they bought the, the tickets for the whole thing. So that was cool. Uh Dynamite itself. Highlights. It was it was uh It wasn't sold out, but it was damn near close to so, so, uh, sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoyed our seats. Um, they were kind of close. I, I didn't have to look at the screen. I I could just look at the ring, and I was fine. Uh, so that was that was a good uh, uh, thing. Uh, I like how Justin Roberts um, in between kind of like banters with the crowd mm-hmm. now he's not like overly obnoxious about it he's like oh you got so-and-so signed. awesome oh, this sign that's he was doing that it was cool it was a nice environment they were they were straight up with you they were like well we're at a commercial break right now so you got 30 seconds or 60 seconds whatever so go get you something to eat. like it was a nice like no bullshit atmosphere right because i've been to raws where it's like, oh, well, I guess they're at commercial now, because, like, a wrestler would come they down. They'd a wrist hole in the fucking outside of the ring. Well, that, or a wrestler would come down, their music would hit, they would do their whole entrance, and they would stand in the corner, and you expect somebody else's music to play. The music goes away. 30, house lights go down. House lights go down. 30 seconds later, the same wrestler's music comes back up in the middle of the song, like, to, like, oh, that was a commercial break. And then their opponent comes out. So it's, like, kind of dumb, but, like, Yeah, so I I really enjoyed my Dynamite experience for that part of it. Now, let's talk about the show itself. What do you have uh, from the show itself that you remember that's something that we need to talk about right now? Hangman's promo
2: is what stood out to me the most on that episode. Ding. Yeah. I think if we would have had that promo three or four weeks ago, that would have not soured a lot of people on the incoming match because I think it's easy to say, oh punk, man, he's been my favorite for nine months. He's finally gonna get a title shot. Oh, I hands down expect punk to win. Like Hangman was an afterthought. If he would have had that promo as soon as he realized Punk was the opponent face to face, then the buildup would have been a lot more you would have had a lot more anticipation. Mm -hmm. You could have you there was no guarantee that you could call it. But between I think that Hangman getting COVID and being out for two episodes of Dynamite and then Punk being out for one episode for whatever it was, it kind of like the iron was getting cool. Yeah. On that. But that promo from Hangman, he pretty much solidified that
0: it was AEW against WWE. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, um, I felt like in the arena, the sentiment was like 50 50. Um, if not, maybe 60 40, 60 in favor of, of Punk. Um, but when the promo happened and you heard what hangman said, it swung the other way where there was more people like, ah, shit, hangman's right. And then they started chanting more for hangman. Um, I I think that promo was good enough to, like you said, maybe build off of that. If it was a little bit sooner, uh, instead of, you know, the week of that, that could have been, that could have been the the foundation that you built this whole feud off of that hangman is is it defending the title, he's protecting AEW from CM Punk. Uh, because that was interesting, it, it was an interesting concept, it was affecting the know? company from Punk, not against Punk. and Hangman being a babyface kind of lend credence to the idea that was planted by guys like Kingston, who Kingston was even saying stuff like that, you know, before yeah. uh, and, and on Twitter and things like that. So it's like. Oh, okay, so maybe the actual AEW locker room, Babyface kill whatever, What regardless, they all feel like, oh, Punk might be the poison that they injected into AEW, you know? Uh, but Punk just, you know, playing coy, which is kind of what he did, Is like, no, I'm in your head, and I'm the champ, and I'm a Babyface, I know I'm a Babyface, I'm here to help AEW. I don't lie to the audience, I haven't lied to them so far. Yeah, like the way he was playing, that was perfect, but... If we could have got two or three more weeks of it, then you would have probably had a lot more people on Hangman's yeah. side. Because I felt like Hangman was kind of the underdog going into this, even though a lot of people like Hangman. I, I don't think that they really played up the AEW versus an outsider as much as they could have, especially knowing what was going on with MTF. because MJF also super heel. MJF could have, like, stoked those fires a little bit, you know? Um yeah, all right. So that that's where I was with that. What else happened on that night? That cage match with Wardlow and Sean Spears. Yes, that that, that kicked off the show. That kicked off that's the right.
2: Show. And a poor fucking security guard <laughs> like falling off the edge of Mario in, in Super Mario uh, yeah.
0: World. World. <laughs> Got sucked into yeah. the cage wall and the apron and went <laughs> Yeah. That was that was crazy. Um the match itself I very much enjoyed. Uh, mm-hmm. match of the week candidate, definitely match the week candidate. Yeah. Uh, Spears. Spears handled himself a little bit better than I thought he would because it, it, it's
2: he's mid card, but you sleep on him enough it, and you forget that he does he does what he does well.
0: Exactly, because it's like oh, he's just MJF's lackey, mm-hmm. but eh, he's actually got some some good upside to him, and yeah. you kind of forget it. Yeah, you forget it a lot. But, yeah. Uh, what else?
2: Off the top of my head, that's all I can remember, because it's been a long
0: week of
2: AEW. It has been a long week.
0: Thursday. What was your Thursday in Vegas? All right. So to explain my Thursday, I have to first explain my Wednesday before Dynamite. Okay. Wednesday before Dynamite, we went to the M&M store. We also went to the Coca-Cola store. (laughs) M&M store was great. It was so much fun. Um, The highlight from that was they have this huge wall of M&M dispensers with these huge containers with all the different flavors. You got your uh, regular M&M's, your peanut, your dark chocolate. Caramel, brownie. Yeah, all that. And then then I found two flavors that I had never seen before. A key lime and a black forest. And I was like, what? Turns out you could only get those there. And see, those, those dispensers, they have bags. And they sell the M's per pound. It's like, I don't remember exactly how much per pound it was. All I know is that I took a big sack. A sack. And I filled up half of it with the key lime, the other half with the, the Black Forest, and that sack came out to $33. God! <laughs> damn. So I had fat a, buck. I had a huge sack. Of MMs.
2: <laughs> Thank you for finishing that sentence. Yes. Because I have a huge sack, which is all hairy. Dude. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, sugar coma on Thursday? Not yet, because I knew that I was going to have to pace myself on those. But then we went to the Coke store.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the Coke store, you know me, I don't really drink caffeine all that much, only sometimes on special occasions, as long as it's early enough in the day. And I came across the uh, the what was it Starlight the Starlight Coke in a Coke Zero. So I was like, Zero sugar, cool. I could get to taste the 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 what the Starlight's all about. Let's figure that out. Buy it, drink it. It's pretty good. I don't think it's the best, but I don't think it's bad. Does Starlight tastes like space. I, maybe I don't know what the fuck <laughs> it tastes like. It, it's its own <laughs> unique flavor. Like the guy at the counter was trying to like. What do you think it tastes like? You know, basically saying that. And like some people say it tastes like cotton candy. Some people say this. And I was like, I took a sip. I was like, kind of tastes a little cinnamony, a little bit of maybe like sandalwood. But I know that's a scent and that's not a flavor. But like, that's kind of how I felt. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And he wrote it down. And that was on the first floor. <laughs> See, the MM store has four floors. Yeah. The Coke store has two. So we went up to the second floor. And the second floor has like a a, a, a fountain area, like a fountain drink area where they can make shakes and floats and blah 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 this and that. They had an orange dreamsicle float, Right? I was like, oh man, I gotta get the orange dreamsicle. And I'll get just that, because like I already had this thing, had a little bit of caffeine, but no sugar, zero sugar. I know this has no sugar, but it's okay. It's like noon and we got dynamite to get to It's gonna be fun. <laughs> well, we told that to our friend group, the 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 uh, FRN chat. So um, they were, they said, oh, hey, if you're at the Coke store, you got to try the uh, flight of the different Coke products around the world. So Porsche was like, <laughs> Porsche said, I'll do that. You go ahead and get your orange dreams to Coke. That's all I want. I'm like, cool. We'll just do the flight. Well, it turns out that flight is 16 sodas long. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be just a little shot. No, they were like no,
2: they were like ounces. Out.
0: They were like triple, triple shots. Like yeah. they were, they're like four.
2: Yeah, that, that's your, that's your welcome into a world that I am very familiar with because every every place I travel to, whatever brewery I step into, the first thing I do ask is, do y'all have flights? Mm-hmm. So I'll get anywhere between four to six different four ounce to yeah. six-ounce tasters of any different beer. Yeah. So 16, and you're saying it's from around the world, so is it shaped in like a circle, and no. all the
0: glasses are around, and then the one fabulous in No, center? it's two trays, like cafeteria-style trays, but it says Coca-Cola, and it has one through eight, and they're numbered where, where they put the, the shot. So it's two trays, so it's 16, right? And they give you a little card, and the card says, number one is this, number two is this, da 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 so there's one that was from Japan that was like a uh, non-carbonated um, green tea flavor type of, type of soda. But it was more tea than it was. Uh, TE. It was more tea ish <laughs> TE. It was good. I liked it. Um, there was another one that I don't remember where it was from. But I remember the flavor was like very strong strawberry. So it was like a strawberry Fanta kind of flavor. And that was really good. Uh, there was another one that was from, I want to say Korea. Man, I don't know. I need to look at the fucking little ticket. But it was uh, just like unidentified citrus. Like I don't know what it was, but it was citrusy mm-hmm. but good. But I, I I couldn't tell you what it was. Um, and there were some others that were kind of like, okay, middle of the road, meh. But I'll tell you, the one that I had the strongest reaction to was a strong negative reaction. Give this is me. the worst thing I have ever put in my mouth. It literally, Sorry, it literally made me gag. And I don't gag. Yeah. I it served you Guinness? No. <laughs> this shit was called Beverly. It was called Beverly, and it's from Italy. It is disgusting, so terrible. Oh, my God. So you yeah.
2: have a better palate than I do in situations like this. So could you discern any kind
0: of flavors or ingredients? Yeah. in Ingredients, that? no. I don't know what the hell the ingredients are, but I can tell you the flavor. The flavor was, at first, a little brightness of citrus, so you think this is going to be good, but then it just gives way to... A gasoline flavor? Oh, my God. And I'm not just, like, making that shit up. Like, like I know what gasoline tastes like because, had to siphon yeah. gasoline. We, when Hurricane Katrina happened, me and my roommate, we went down to, to uh, the coast of Mississippi to help with the release efforts. So, yeah. So, it tastes like gasoline, and it gives way to this deeply bitter taste that lingers even after you swallow it. Like fish? No like, no, no, like when you breathe out through your nose, you can see you smell it, was, it? it wasn't fishy, it was bitter. But like, the aftertaste lingered. But it, it lingered yeah. even after I swallowed. Like it was still there. It was like in the it was like back here, and I just couldn't get rid of it. It was like <laughs> <yeah>. it was <laughs> terrible. It's a face for a t-shirt right there. Oh <laughs> so bad. It was so bad that. I had to try it again. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Like, there was no way. Oh my god! Like, I was like pissed down here. That, like, yeah, piss. I seriously thought that there was just something wrong with me. That I, like something I did something wrong. Like, surely this your can't body be. was wrong. Yeah, something. The, the drink something is was great. Wrong. This is you, t- you're supposed to like that. So I went would... again. Porsche did the same thing too. She tried it. She could. You sure you didn't get a bad batch? Maybe that. No. And you <gasps> want to know why I know I didn't get a bad batch? Because of motherfucking bacon. That bacon. Nicole Bacon. Friend of the show, Bacon. Okay, Nicole Bacon now for me. Bacon said when she was recommending to us, we'll get the flight, you definitely want to try Beverly. That is what convinced Porsche to get the flight. And of course, since it was 16 and they were all pretty hefty portions, I had to help. My first thing was, God damn it, Bacon, fuck Beverly. <laughs> and she was like, Yeah. The correct it's message is
2: fuck Foreman.
0: Yeah. Then fuck, fuck Beverly. Beverly. So, yeah, now we don't have Karen's anymore. There's no such thing as a carrot. It's a Beverly. It's a Beverly. So there's, it's like, fuck that bitch. No, fuck that Beverly. Beverly is the worst thing you could ever taste. So that was my Wednesday before Dynamite. So I'm all hopped up on the Starlight. The orange uh, dreamsicle, the flight of the different sodas, I'm, like, caffeined out to the max more and than I normally am. out of Beverly. Yeah, oh, yeah. So <laughs> i caffeine and sugared out more than I normally do. I thought it was going to be okay because I was going to be excited for, for AEW for Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, So that leads me into Thursday. So now i got to talk about Thursday. So Thursday. Thursday. I fucking crashed. Crashed, bro. Like, I was out of it man like uh i we tried to get some sleep after aew got some sleep woke up i still felt shitty and still tastes barely <laughs> i don't drink alcohol right you know that very rarely i think i was hungover <laughs> i think i had a hangover from the caffeine and from the sugar, well, because of the club, because <laughs> you know what hangovers are, right? Technically, mm-hmm. no, technically, hangover is acute dehydration. Okay, because you know, uh uh alcohol dehydrates you. That's why they yeah. say make sure you drink water when you're drinking alcohol. But see what well, I, I didn't do that, but apparently, um caffeine is also a diuretic. Since I had all this caffeine and all this sugar and nothing else, and no actual H2O, yeah, the next day I felt like it man like i was oh i was bad bro bad
2: if you and, were if it, if it was part of your custom you would you would that would have been another day in the office but that's your first time drinking that kind of caffeine in long if time. ever yeah no, not much. a long time yeah. at least
0: not much yeah not much. like like the most i would do is a dr pepper and that's it but i had a starlight a orange dreamsicle flow and ever the flight <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah it was, it was too much it was too much um, but, uh, we still did what we had planned to do, which is, uh, go to Giada's. Okay. So Giada, Giada, uh, is a celebrity chef. may have seen her on the Food Network. She has a restaurant in, uh, Las Vegas. That was the best meal ever. Sure. So we had bacon-wrapped dates as an appetizer. Wow. So, they were so fucking delicious, man. It was a little dates wrapped in bacon. It had a, a maple um, hickory. What kind of bacon? I want to say that it was probably maple because it did have a sweetness, but that sweetness could be coming from the date. But it also had a gorgonzola cream sauce, which I'm usually not a fan of blue cheeses, but this was the bees fucking knees, man. It was. The best fucking thing came with like four of them, so it was reinforced. We got in our fancies, we had reservations. He was dressed up in the dress. I had suit. Good. Yeah, yeah. We 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 looked the part. what and it's like exclusive because you gotta go up the stairs and meet the matri D and the Matrix D said, so, Oh, no, are your reservations, oh, right this way, yeah, blah, blah, blah. and that's and that. Oh man, it was fancy. It was nice. Um, so yeah, we had the our our um appetizer of the dates, and then we ordered um I forget what the, the fancy wording was that they had on the menu, but basically, have you ever seen the videos online of uh, pasta cooked in a wheel of Parmesan? Yes. That's what we had. Wow. Except it wasn't a huge wheel that they brought table side. And the wheel was about maybe like that big around, and they brought it to the table with the pasta already in it. So the, 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 the wheel of the cheese was dug out a little bit, so there's still cheese around it where it was basically melting because the pasta was cooked and put right on top. They put it on the, the, the table. The guy came around, the, the server came around, and poured the Alfredo sauce or cream sauce on top of it. And it just, like, was this a big ooey-gooey. <laughs> and it, it's meant for two. So it was a big portion, enough for the two of us. And I just served up mine. She served up hers. Had, uh, it had little chunks of uh, ham, like small chunks of ham, small little bits of – um. Uh, peas and stuff, so it had a little bit of uh, extra stuff in there. God. God damn, that was so good, man. You have to have at least one of those meals per year. Yeah, it was one of the best things I've ever eaten, man. It was so good, but um, I was still feeling like shit. I was still like trying you were to still recover. recovering I was still trying to recover, but I, I thought I was just tired, right? Uh, because I-, I was like, man, maybe I just need a nap, maybe I need to sleep longer, do this, da 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 da. It was all the walking from walking up and down the strip. I don't know. It was 90s, right? Weather. Yeah. Is, but it was dry heat. Yes. So you were chill. I love dry heat, yeah. man. Yeah. Dude, I had no idea. Like, like it was it was upper 90s, even to where it cracked 100 degrees. But we were outside and we're no like sweat, this no swamp so ass. Good. It yeah. felt amazing. Like, I was like, I can't believe this is 100 degrees. It feels great. But anyways. <laughs> After our reservations at Giada's, what was on our itinerary was our reservations to see RuPaul Drag Race live. <laughs> and I was progressive <sighs> even after eating. I was progressively getting more and more and more woo because I was still trying to recover from the day before. And and even though I ate, it was still mostly pasta. So it was still mostly sugar. I didn't really have a lot of protein. And it was like fancy water that they brought you at the restaurant. So it was like one glass with like really bougie ass water. So it wasn't was like, okay, give me like three gallons so I can rehydrate. So I was still like, Ugh. and we were early for the show because the show started at nine. See, our reservations at Giannis were at 6, 630. We thought, okay, from 630 to, eight, to nine, we'll have enough time to eat, get out, go to the place. Well, it turns out. Giada's and where RuPaul Chakra and Slide Bar were like really really close, like a 10-minute walk. Like and they were done with us real quick at Giada's, like reservation 6:30. We, we were out of there by like 7, 7, 10. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you about the dessert. Oh. We had a pistachio souffle. Oh my god, dude. It was a uh, you know souffle. You know, you see that on you know where it comes out of the little yeah. ramekin and stuff. Um, but it had pistachios in it, and the server came and poured a raspberry sauce that seeps into it in the middle oh. where the, where you <laughs> break, So it was like, oh, sweet pistachio, nutty kind of uh uh, uh uh tiny from the from the the raspberry. Dude, it was so good. But Anyway, 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 so Drag Race, like, Drag Race. We get to we get to Drag Race. We're early. And that same theater, they have a different show. So it wasn't like we could just walk in. And it was at the Flamingo Casino. So we just had to find somewhere to wander around while I'm over here fucking dying. For like a half an hour to the, to an hour. Flamingo's Casino,
2: you couldn't, you couldn't have sat a penny slot for a couple minutes
0: and just have the waiter bring you enough water for you to hydrate a cow or something? Well, we didn't want to just like spend money on slots because we had the free slot money, but it was only for the oil. So we didn't really want to do that. And, and you know, so we, we, we just didn't. And we just walked around, looked at, at the casino floor, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dying. But she's like, oh, look at everything. It's, it's yeah. heaven for her right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. Uh, but we finally wind up um, – they start letting people queue up, even though the seats were assigned seating. But I was like, cool, fuck it. Let's just stand in the queue. But even when we were waiting in line, it was still on the casino floor, so we were still standing next to some And someone that was playing in one of the slots uh, next to us won, like – out of nowhere like a hundred bucks so he was there playing the slots and then bam a hundred bucks he's like yeah like good job you know we're like (laughs) so it was cool uh but then yeah um they finally let us in let us sit down the place was very nice and air conditioned and our seats were super super fucking close it was really nice and um you know, I, I, uh, Portia's a big, big fan of, of Drag Race. She watched every season, the international episodes, the all-star episodes. She fucking loves RuPaul's Drag Race. She loves all the drag queens. And I watch in between, you know, like I won't watch all of them at the same time. But I've become a bit of a fan, too. So seeing some of the queens that, like, oh, I know her. Oh, fuck, yo, she's here. Oh, cool. Like, it was really neat. And the show itself was cool. Uh It was... um Very uh, um, silly, so campy. Uh, Also very uh, crass and crude humor, just like how we like, you know? Um, And it had like a theme. The theme was... Hey, we're gonna have our own little mini season of Drag Race here, so you guys are gonna be competing, and we're gonna eliminate you. But it's not Rue that's gonna eliminate you; it's gonna be you, the audience. Oh shit! So, like, they yeah, would—I I was just like, cheer and you know, not cheer. And they brought out one of those, uh, like, applause meters, you know, and stuff. Uh, <laughs> so that was really cool, man. It was really fun. If you, if you are any bit of a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, you need to see it. Even if you're not a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race and you just like yeah, live experience. Yeah, live entertainment, just something funny to do, do that. It's really fun. They they had booths, um, and the booth uh is basically seat seven. So we were there with a family of four. So it was a lesbian couple and one of their uh one of them's mom and dad and then it was me and Porsche and then just another guy by himself who's just said he bought an extra ticket that was on uh, Groupon or some shit like that. Mm. Uh, and so we had a hell of a good time, got to know those people, and it was, it was fun, man. But I missed the end. I missed the very, very last number. The reason why is because even though I finally get a chance to sit down, was able to get a couple of bottles of water in me, I was resting, I was enjoying the show, so I was still like, yeah, clapping. And, it wasn't you know, enough. It wasn't enough. I missed it. Because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Porsche, get up. I got to go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, took a seat on the throne, abused that poor porcelain throne, man. I just abused it. Just. (laughs) 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 Clapping
2: them cheeks.
0: Yes. Yes. I clapped my own cheeks for a good 10, 15 minutes. I missed the entire end of the fucking show. I immediately felt better. A bet, a <laughs> bet. I was you like in like, like, <laughs> like once, once it was, once I got the demon out of me, <laughs> that Beverly fucking bitch demon. Once I got Beverly out of me, that fucking whore. <laughs> I was like, well, I was relieved. And the show was over, so I tried to go back, but I couldn't go back into the theater because people were just coming out en masse. And I finally found Porsche, and Porsche was like, hey, I have your suit jacket. Thank you. And then we just, you know, called it a night, went back home, and I slept like a baby. (laughs) So that was Thursday. You know who else slept like a baby on Thursday? Who slept like a baby on Thursday? Scott the Scott. Mm, Yeah. Why is that? Why did Scott the Scott sleep like a baby on Thursday? He got COVID. No! Scott got COVID? The ah. so entire plan of going to Scott's,
2: he had already ordered the pay-per-view uh-huh. to go watch it, shot to hell.
0: <laughs> Shit. Friday!
2: Rampage.
0: Oh, Anything
2: happened between Rampage, between Friday morning when you got up relieved in Rampage?
0: Yes. So there was all this news that, um, was this Friday? The news about MJF? Saturday. Mean? That was on Saturday? Uh, Saturday, the meet and greet. Okay, well, or was it Friday the meet and greet? No, it was Saturday. Saturday was the meet
2: and greet. Yeah. So. It was, oh yeah. So what happened Friday? What'd you do Friday? Or what'd you see Friday?
0: Well, Friday. there isn't much from Rampage that I remember. I don't even think I watched it. I do remember something from. Rampage. I'm trying to think of what we did before Rampage. We did something before Rampage. Right? I can't remember. Oh, by the way, oh, point. I know
2: what we did on Friday. Oh. I, I didn't remember okay. much of Dynamite on Wednesday. I'm watching yeah. it on my phone because at the last minute I was off that day. And found a um $25 ticket to see Tears for Fears. Yeah. At Smart Financial. So oh, I was yeah. watching that. So I saw the first hour. I actually saw all of Ramp, I saw all of Dynamite on Wednesday, but the only thing I remember was Warlow on the promo. So and Friday, I don't think I saw Rampage at all.
0: Oh, okay. Because it was
2: 5 30 or something. Or
0: yeah, it was, it was an early show. It was an early was show early because show. of
2: because of uh playoffs and I was yeah. still at work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I couldn't get to watch it, and I just passed on. it. Oh, okay. Uh, anything memorable on her? on you know what
0: man i need to re- rewind to wednesday i'm sorry i forgot something something really big uh-oh after dynamite mm-hmm. um sun's still out sun's still out because <laughs> it's vegas right so we're we're on west coast time so it was really nice um sun's still out it was at the mandalay bay casino so it's like the arena is connected to the casino um so we went into the casino we're like well it's early enough let's just get some dinner we found a place in Mandalay Bay on the casino floor uh, called uh, The Noodle House. And it's just Chinese food. So we go in, we sit down. Earlier in the trip, had told me that the only person that she really would mark out and want to stop to meet would be RJ City. Because she's met, like, all these other people and this and that. And, oh, we saw Dan Lambert, by the way, before Dynamite, of course, on the casino floor. Um, he was nice. He's like, hey. She's like, Hey, Alan. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> but um yeah. Uh so anyway, we're sitting there eating, we, we get our food, we're almost done and uh I'm sitting with my back to the rest of the restaurant. She's sitting her back to the casino floor. RJ City walks in, <laughs> walks up to the, the the hostess stand and they're waiting to try to get him a table and I'm like, "Porsche" you're not going to believe who's behind you right now. And she goes, who? They say, RJ City. She goes, you're fucking kidding me. I go, no, I'm not. RJ City's right behind you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And I was like, Mr. City? I was like, well, you said that's the only person. And it's like, yeah, but he's trying to come to eat. Because, yeah, he's just literally just waiting for a table with him and a friend of his that we didn't recognize. And they went and they sat him. Over there, just, like, right across Caddy Corner, um, but on the other side of the, the room. And it's like, he's over there for us. And by that time, they, they're coming bringing us a check because we were almost done. And, like, your only chance is now. I was like, no, he's already sitting trying to, like, order food. It's like, oh. and It's like, oh. that's like, you're so, so close. Get so far. And then we saw uh, Luchasaurus without his mask scurrying off the. Uh, scurrying. He was scurrying past all the fucking plebeians on the casino floor with security and just running away. And then we saw pretty Peter. Um, Peter uh, Avalon. Yeah, pretty Everybody. Peter Avalon. And then uh, to, as we were trying to leave in the lobby was Dustin, uh, Jamie Hayter, and a couple of members of the factory uh, all kind of just hanging out talking. And we're like, hey, check them out. But we didn't stop because they were talking amongst themselves or whatever, right? Um and yeah, so that, that's what we saw that day on Wednesday. So okay, back to Friday. I remember what we did Friday. Friday, uh, not nothing too exciting that we need to talk about on here. But I got to visit work, the the Vegas office of work. So I went by and said hi. Then we got some food. Got went to a place. Uh, got some sushi where they actually sell sushi burgers. Where basically they take sushi rice, they fry the rice, and that's your bun. And they put the 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 fish. And the seaweed and all the other, like, regular sushi stuff. And then they just put another rice bun and just like that. That's cool. <laughs> and then Rampage. Now, you said Rampage wasn't very memorable. There was something very memorable for me. What was it? I got to see the Pillars fucking debut on AEW. Um. So, the Pillars. You may know Paul Titan. Uh. He... Um, Basically, Russell here for a long time, Russell, uh, ROW, Russell, the DZW for a while. Uh, he's gone all over Texas. Most recently, um, I uh, he was wrestling at UPW. I had like an interview with him backstage and stuff. So, I, I mean, I see this guy all the time here in the the Houston independent scene. He was actually one of the security guards for Wardlow on Wednesday, but on Thursday, on dark, he and his tag team partner, Hunter, um, they had a match versus the Butcher and the Blade, and we're like me and Porsche marked the fuck out, and we were the only people in the entire arena that marked the fuck out for <laughs> for Titan because like oh yeah, the next match and these two jobbers come out right Because nobody knows who they are and they just come out and they're like silent and me and Porsche are like oh my god, it's Rocky Barbosa, going to go! and We're just yeah, like, yelling. I it. bet they heard you. And, yeah, they're. Everyone around us is just kind of looking at us, and now come the Butcher and the Blade, and everybody's cheering for the Butcher and the Blade, and we're over there just like, oh my god, it's fucking Paris. It's like, Yeah, it was it was really, really, really fucking cool getting to see one of our own get a shot. Um, yeah, should have been at the yeah. crowd when Mysterious Q was here. I heard! I heard that was really yeah. good. Yeah,
2: yeah. What's the Scuttlebutt Saturday when things start
0: happening in live time where MJF is like, no showing his fucking meeting green? So I saw all the rumors online. Of course, I was just hanging out with Porsche. We uh, were in Vegas, we didn't know anybody. So it wasn't like I got to hear Scuttlebutt from like my actual friends, uh, <laughs> other than what was online, right? But Porsche was very firmly in the camp of this is a work. Now, I'm was also uh leaning towards it being a work but i was also kind of skeptical but what really stuck out in my mind is this is the hot take that i had then that i wish we did a show then instead of doing it now because there was more people seemed to think that it was a shoot um it's a work and the reason why it's a work is this what was it That brought CM Punk to AEW. What was the thing? Do you remember? No. CM Punk loved the way that the entire locker room was in on keeping the thing with um, um, Brody. Brody. Brody Lee under wraps. Yeah. You know, everybody knew he was sick. Everybody knew that he wasn't doing well. Nobody said anything. Nobody knew anything until he had passed. Once he had passed that, that's when everybody found out that we all knew, right? And that is one of the things that attracted Punk. Punk was like, this is a solid locker room. This is a solid company. They know how to kind of like keep stuff to themselves if they need to keep it to themselves. That's the key here with MJF. This is a work because they know how to fucking keep a secret. Do you remember we were watching um, or reviewing A Dark Side of the Ring at one point? where uh, I think it was like JBL or something, someone said that, oh, yeah, we fucking pumped Meltzer full of all kinds of false information. And that's part of my whole thing that I've been talking about for years that there's a second layer to kayfabe in WWE. I think this may have been one of the first forays into the second layer of kayfabe within AEW, and they were able to pull it off not by manipulating Meltzer, but by manipulating Sean Ross, right? Mm -hmm. So... I think they, that they fucking work, Sean. I think they worked them, and they're still working them. I think all of this is a complete one hundred percent work. I think it's a work, man, because they know how to keep their mouth shut, and they're not—they're not established enough, and the journalists don't have as many uh, inroads as they do in WWE nowadays. Yeah. It's like WWE back in the day when it was still kind of closed off, where it was hard for Bill Lachter and uh, 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 Kevin. Uh, uh, not Kevin. Uh, Far- Meltzer. Uh, uh, Har- yeah, Meltzer uh, and, and them to like kind of get their their tentacles in. Now they have their tentacles in deep, right? But AEW is kind of newer. They're trying to re just figure out. And it looks like Sean Ross has been the one that has really been the one with the insider information. And I think somebody, maybe one of the veterans, Jericho, Big Show, Henry, were like, hey, we can work with this guy. And they did yeah. And they're continuing to do it. And I fucking love it. That was my that was my hot take on Saturday. Saturday is it's a work because of this. That was my that was my hot take. Anything eventful on Saturday? So Saturday was oh I'm I skipped something on Friday. So Friday after Dynamite. No, didn't those rumors start on Friday? No, they started on Saturday because... Okay. Well, anyways. uh, On Friday night, after Rampage, there was a uh, Max Caster concert. Yes! At a bar um, that was uh, off of like Fremont Street. So most bang for you buck the best value that we had all week was this this was the best thing that i that we did for the money um so we didn't really know what to expect other than max Ca- max caster is having a concert we didn't really know and uh, we got there and it's kind of a dive ish bar uh and it was packed to the gills Now, it had a bowling alley, it had a bar, it had a a mechanical bull, except the bull wasn't a bull, it was a big dick. Uh, (laughs) And it had a bunch of different little arcades set up, you know, Neo Geo fucking style arcade machines and things like that. But next to the bowling alley was a section that was blocked off that was no wider than from that wall to this wall. Like, it was very narrow, but it ran, ran the length of the bar, so it was deep, but it was narrow and uh that's where the concert was going to be so me and Porsche were like oh fuck you know this is this is going to be whack um but it was that place was filled to the gills with marks and we wound up striking up a conversation with somebody that was waiting next to us who they were from phoenix and uh apparently the security guard that was at the door that was checking IDs and stuff i didn't recognize but i should have It was the Human Tornado.
2: Do you remember (laughs) Human Tornado?
0: Indie wrestler that had the gimmick of a pimp where he got kicked in the balls and wouldn't do anything. And he would backhand everybody. That was him, apparently. (laughs) And these guys had to tell us that. Like, yeah, we've been here before. This place is cool. This is where all the independent wrestlers usually hang out after, like, GCW and things like that. Because they had been to Vegas before for GCW. And they would go to that bar because Human Tornado worked there. Oh, fuck. That's cool, man. I didn't know. Maybe that's why there was the connection for my counselor to have yeah. his concert Cool. <laughs> so we get in. We somehow wind up being in, like, the first rows of people standing. Because it was just standing room only. It was, like, the stage and everybody standing there. So me and Porsche were, like, the first couple of, like, two or three people deep, and that's it. Um, and we were standing for about, like, half an hour. Nothing was happening. More people keep filing in. So you turn around, and it's just, like, a sea of people in a narrow hallway, like that new fucking Little Caesars commercial with Is, maybe it's too stuffed, Kind of you know, like that. Not really. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it looked like. Uh, but we're like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess we're here even if we don't want to be here, but we're here now. Music hits. Ryan Namath comes out.
2: Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. He comes out, hypes up the crowd. Hey, what's up? Music, lights, da 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 da. Hey, and then he's like, he grabs the microphone. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, you see this guy right here? Um, he he's uh recording this. Uh, so we need to kind of uh, uh be a little bit more hyped. So let's let, let's start it over again. Okay, cool. So It goes back. Let's go off. Lights, music, come back on. He comes out. Ah, and then we're like, yeah, listen. To that. And he's like, no, man, we really got to do it up, man. We got to do it up for this camera. I need you guys to get really loud, really hype. Because, you know, I'm not really supposed to tell you guys this, but the reason why we're recording this is for um, footage for the AEW network that's coming soon. We're like, what? (laughs) So don't say anything, which I I didn't sign any NDAs so <laughs> i'm saying it here. Spilled it here i spilled it here so you know ryan is signed an nda i just got in trouble sorry but uh yeah it's like this is gonna be for an AEW network everyone's like oh fuck so it goes back to the back lights go off lights music come up ah yeah it's like that was really good y'all but i fucked up my bad i'm sorry i i messed up but here uh let, let's see if there's a way I, I can improve this. Is anybody right here in the front from out of town? Unfortunately, we Raise our hands. Where are you from, man? He, t- he asked me. Oh, I'm from Houston. Uh cool. What's a, what's, a, what's something significant? What's something fun about Houston? I go, oh, uh, we got NASA. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I can work with that. All right, so we're going to do this again. I'm going to go to the back, come out. Everybody cheer. Everybody yell. I say, hey, how you doing? Y'all cheer. And I'll say, anybody from out of town? You say, yes. I'm from Houston. I'll say something about NASA's an asshole or something like that. I don't know. It'll be funny. We'll figure it out. We're going to do it again. Okay, guys? Again? Oh all right. God. So he comes He goes back. Comes back out. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Way to go. Woo, yeah, yeah. You're, uh, where are you from? Ah. Uh, shit. You're from Houston? Yeah, yeah. Ah, fuck. Let's do it again. And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah, hype. Good. Network. Cameras. Yay. Dude, shut the music down. You got to let me talk over the music. You left the music on too long. Went Back and did it again. Came out. (laughs) He's a heel, by the way. So is this all a big work? I don't know, but it was funny as hell. So he came out and it was like. He gassed y'all before basketball. Exactly. So he was like, all right, guys. uh, You know, we're just going to go with that. Yeah, uh, you're Houston. Houston's an asshole. Let's move on. Welcome, Vegas. Okay, cool. Let's just move on with the thing. And then he did, like, a little bit of a comedy bit. Like, did a few jokes about, like, how people, like, yell at him saying, Ziggler's your brother. And he's like, yeah, I I know he's my brother. He's been my brother my whole life. Thank you for letting me know. Like, he did a whole bit about that and a bit about, like, not winning and only being on Dark and all this and that. It was funny. Um, So then he's like, okay, well, we're going to get the show started. (laughs) Okay. So he goes away. And we're waiting, and it's, like, another fucking 15 minutes and then Max Caster comes out. <laughs> so Max Caster comes out and's like, "Yo, yo, listen the whole bit and all that." And he just like starts just going into a rap, and it was cool. Um, uh, after that, like the basic uh, flow of the show was he would do a rap, he would bring somebody out, do like a skit or a song with them. They would go back, do another rap, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Right. So um, the first person you brought out was Bowens. So uh, Bowens On a wheelchair. On a crutch. On a crutch. So he was on a crutch. So uh, he came out, and he was just kind of, you know, hyping up the crowd with a rap going at the same time. He was kind of singing back up on, like, the verse, whatever it was. I don't remember. And he was going around scissoring everybody. And I got the scissor Bowens. Got the scissor Bowens. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was fun. Um, another rap. Uh, and then he brought out who did he bring out? Who's after Bowens? I don't remember, I don't remember the exact order, but uh, at some point, uh, the gun club came out, uh, you know, calling them the ass boys, going back and forth, this and that. Uh, and Austin Gunn decided that he wanted to crowd surf. Oh, no, so it's like the first row of people, me and Porsche. And I was the only male. <laughs> so it was like three or four girls up front, Porsche me, and then another girl behind me. And then like a couple of guys went off to the side. So when he jumped, it was like all these ladies that weren't oh, able to keep him up. Oh. And I tried to keep him up. And I got a handful of ass. <laughs> of ass boy ass. <laughs> Grade A. Grade A ass boy ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i haven't washed my hands since <laughs> thought that was Gouda. yeah about. no but that was that was fucking fun uh voice left came back uh swerve came out nice swerve uh and and max did a rap together uh you know uh, uh caster's cadence is you know the same cadence like when he's doing his entrances yeah. swerve's cadence is a lot like faster quick rap so i kind of didn't really understand what the hell you was saying but it was cool um, then we had Smart Mark Sterling come out. Smart Mark Sterling came out and um, it just started, like, talking shit, just saying dumb shit, stupid stuff, uh, being a heel. And uh, then Johnny Hungy came out. And everybody went, ape shit for Hungy. And so Hungy and Smart Mark Sterling decided that they were going to have a push-up contest. Well, Smart Mark certainly agreed. But when they were about to start, Hunky took off his shirt. He started getting down. When he took off his shirt, he was like, But I didn't say it was going to be with me. It'd be with my client. And out came Tony Nice. Oh, shit. So, yeah. So, that, it's still okay, baby. Yeah. So, Tony <laughs> Nice took off his shirt and they started doing the fucking little push up contest and stuff. Uh, that was fun. Uh, nice won. But through shenanigans, because, like, uh, uh, Mark Sterling, like, um, kick kick Hungy or some shit like that. And they got booze and all that. It was fun. Aubrey came out. Aubrey Edwards came out. She had on little short shorts, which I was like, oh, nice to see you like this, Aubrey. And uh, what she did was a little weird. She said that, hey, as everybody knows, Fight Forever, the Vito game is coming out. And we need some crowd reaction and crowd noise to be recorded to put onto the video game. Yeah. So I want you guys to repeat after me some of these chants. So, this is awesome. Everybody's like, this is awesome. And then another one like, fight forever, fight forever. And I don't know if she was bullshitting or if it's true, if they really are going to use that audio. But then it got weird. And it wasn't weird like, all right, we're being funny. I think it's weird as in, I don't think these fucking video game developers know what they're doing because it went to, all right, our next chant is rip his arms off. Rip his uh, arms off.
2: They're probably going yeah. after that uh, Daniel Bryan, well, Brian Danielson chant that you're going
0: to get your fucking head kicked in. So they're going to do a lot of
2: variations of that.
0: Yeah, but like some of the chants were like, okay, yeah, I recognize. This is awesome. Da, 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 this and that. But then there were some that just like, that didn't make any sense. Nobody fucking chants this. What the hell are you talking about? So it, it kind of lost steam there for a little bit because we we're like, "Huh?" And then a caster throughout the show, like, was uh, talking about the different matches that were going to happen on Sunday. Um, when he got to talking about uh, Ruby versus uh, Baker, Baker, Ruby Everybody versus Baker. Wins. So who thinks Baker's going to win? Cheer. Who thinks Ruby's going to win? Half-ass cheer, half boo. Oh, okay, well, I guess we got a lot of Rick Baker fans. And then I said, I yelled out real loud, Statlander was robbed. Everybody started cheering, Statlander, Statlander. (laughs) And Caster just kind of looked. He looked over at the camera, gave a little smirk, and was like, all right, so I see we got some Statlander fans. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that was something we didn't talk about about Rampage. The crowd turned on Ruby Soho. I I do remember hearing about that afterwards. We fucking turned on Ruby because we really wanted Statlander. And I think it had a little bit to do with the the promo before. The promo before, it seemed like it was kind of like 50-50 almost. But even then, it wasn't a wholehearted 50-50 for either one. But when Statlander said what she said during that promo, it was like, okay, we decided we'd rather have Statlander. So, during the match, it was kind of back and forth, but more and more as the match went on and progressed, people were chanting for Statlander. Then when Statlander almost won and got uh, Ruby kicked out, everybody booed Ruby. And then when Ruby won, everybody booed Ruby. And then later that night at the at the concert, everybody was shitting all over Ruby and, all, uh, and only one at Statlander. So, I thought that was really interesting. Um... Well, the, uh, go back to the Matt Caster concert. Uh, last one was, um, pri- he said, Private Parties coming out. Oh, so shit. out comes Isaiah Cassidy, but Mark no, Qu- no, no Mark, Mark Quinn. Quinn. They kept the music playing. No Mark Quinn, no Mark Quinn. So Isaiah grabs the mic and he says, oh, So Mark Quinn's been enjoying Vegas a little bit too much. <laughs> So you only gonna get me tonight, but you know Vegas, baby. Shots, shots, shots. <laughs> He just started. But he's like, you know what, man? I, I need to see who's smart. Who's smart? I, I need people that are smart. I need some volunteers. I need some smart people. So I raised up Porsche's hand, and oh God. hand at her. They got four volunteers. One of them was Porsche. Porsche was able to go up. And he went and he started asking fucking trick questions. You know, like your your mom had four kids. They were named North, South, and East was the fourth one named, well, West. No, your mom. So that would be you. Yeah. You are the the fourth kid. You know, like that stupid (laughs) stuff. Like, oh, if you had a pound of brick and a pound of feathers, which weighs more. Like that kind of stupid Uh, shit. And one by one was eliminating people answering shit wrong because they were like trick questions. Porsche did not get any of them wrong. She won. <laughs> smart Yes, yeah, so she was the smart mark of the evening. <laughs> so what did she win? Uh, she, she wanted an opportunity to stay up there with both of them and get a picture or whatever. But she didn't actually physically get anything. But, yeah, that was cool. So she was a part of the show. So that was awesome. Um, and yeah, that was that was a concert, man. Uh, after the show ended, uh, we got a picture with Johnny Hungy. And apparently some Impact people were there too. We saw Willie Mack. We got to meet and talk with Willie Mack for a little bit. Got a picture with him. We saw Rich Swan. Got a picture with him. Uh, Chris Bay was there. Chris Bay just started chumming it up with Poor Child of Nowhere as though he recognized her, but I don't think he did. I think he was just drunk. (laughs) But he was like, yeah, come out to our show tomorrow. Apparently they were having a show. and I don't think it was Impact. I think it was some other promotion or whatever, but... He was defending the title, and um, everybody was super cool, except for Sammy Callahan. Uh, Sammy Callahan was there. He looked like he didn't want to be there. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was drunk or high or something, but he was just kind of sitting there. Because we were talking to Willie Mack, and he happened to be sitting right next to us. So we were just going back and forth with Willie Mack. And then after talking saw Willie Mack, of goes, oh, hi. Stoneface," just looking the other way. You yeah. spending all this time talking to Willie Mack. Do you know that I've been Impact World Champion and you're not giving me the time of day? Maybe, maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but he was being kind of a dick. On our way out, I was like, "Hey man, so you're the Human Tornado?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no shit
2: to Savvy Callahan, mm-hmm. marking out for Willie Mac and the Human Tornado. Yeah,
0: I mean, we tried. We tried to say hi to him, but he was just being a dick. So okay, whatever. So that was. The best thing we did for the price. That was so fucking cool, so fucking awesome. If they come back to Houston and you hear that Max Castor's having a concert, fucking go. Fucking go, man. Sunday,
2: <sighs> double or nothing, your match of the night is...
0: Chaos and anarchy in the arena. What? Yes. That's your match of the night? That's my match of the night. Defend yourself to them. Um. So while I was in the arena, I know that you were like in our in our chat uh, in our messenger chat group saying we were talking about the different matches and this and that and you, and the match right before it was um uh, uh Serena D versus um Thunder Rosa for the women's title. That match was excellent. That might be my match of the night. And that's very fair. But you did say something that I was like, yeah, you're right, which is this crowd is gassed, and they don't care about this match. When that match started, there was a lot of people that left to go to the concession stands. Apparently, people weren't invested. Their anticipation level for this match was low. The people that were cheering were only cheering for Thunder Rosa, and that's it. There was a few marquee marks that were like, you know, Thunder, Rosa, Serena, D. Yeah, a few. I heard that in the beginning. Yeah, a few. But the vast majority of people were yawning. So it was. I wonder why. Yeah, it was about 40 people yawning, and then maybe 30 for Thunder, and then the rest, you know, for Serena, right? Why were they yawning? I don't know. Can I maybe
2: give you a suggestion? Okay, give
0: me a suggestion.
2: You, there is such a thing as having too much of a good thing. Mm-hmm. If you start from the moment the Hook match started mm-hmm. to the moment the CM Punk match ended, yeah, that's five hours. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Doesn't matter the time zone. Yeah, that's just long. Yeah, at some point you gonna give way. Yeah, or if you're the, the smart wrestling fan that has been doing this long enough. You'll be conserving your energy for the stuff that you really, you really want care to care about. For. Yep. And I felt bad for the girls. Because on paper, like if you if, if the whole pay-per-view was on mute and you just watched what you watched, mm-hmm. Hangman CM Punk, but Thunder Rosa Serena. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that damn crowd, you put it when you put in all the audio, man. I felt bad for them girls. The crowd was gassed. You are right. Maybe Um, even upset because of the Owen stuff. You go through all the effort to cheer for Statlander. Statlander loses to Ruby. Fans turn on Ruby. Ruby comes out with Rancid. Oh, I remember I used to like you. I'm going to give you another chance. Especially after the Ruby promo. Mm -hmm. And then for her to lose? Yeah. The whole thing was feckless. It was prom king and queen all the way.
0: Uh, Master Chief it was, fucking the dentist. It and was, it was uh, just, People weren't upset about the Owen stuff. Because there were plenty of people that were cheering for, for Britt Baker DMD. There was a lot of people that were that, that liked yeah. the fact that DMD won. They weren't upset in the sense of they were mad or disappointed. They were upset because that was emotional as fuck. When, when Martha came out and was doing her thing, there was a lot of people, myself included, Porsche included, that were tearing the fuck up. The thank you, Martha. Martha saying no, thank you. This was basically Hall oh. of Fame speech. Yes. Yes, it was. There was so much emotion that we were emotionally drained after that. Yeah. Double, I get that. Double that with the fact that there's not as many people that were uh, uh um emotionally invested in the Serena D Thunderosa match, and then couple that with the length, I mm-hmm. could see why that particular match was. But the whole reason why we're talking about this is because I'm trying to defend myself as to why anarchy in the arena was such a good match. <laughs> the crowd woke the fuck up, yeah. Man, that was the shot of electricity that that arena needed. If everybody was like really hyped for the beginning, really hyped for the beginning and then all right, a couple of matches in, it started tapering off and then sinking. Boom. Yeah. That match made us go we were Everybody in that arena was standing the entire time for that fucking match. Mostly because we didn't know where to look. Yeah. Mostly because there was shit going on everywhere. Shit backstage. Sit on this side of the arena. Stop on that side of the arena. They came out by me. I got a couple of cool pictures with uh with uh, Santana. I tried to get a good picture of Mox, but Mox went too fast, but Santana like stopped right by me and did a post. So I got, I got uh, some, but yeah, he came out right by us. Then going that way, the others coming in this way. They were fighting over there, and they went to the back. They came back up around the concourse, but you know, it was everywhere in the arena that something cool was happening. And I have not seen the actual telly version. I haven't seen the actual playback. So scatter shot. So yeah,
2: hard to watch. That's and and I think that's where, as a viewer sitting on the couch. One of the things I've been liking a lot about AEW's um, television is that they're really starting to have fun with the split screen, where oh, you yeah. can see both at the same time. And so... Did they do that on this much? Nothing. Oh. Nothing. This is where it would have been, like, a cool, like, comic book style to, like, zoom one camera, and yeah. then the other camera slides in, and then something else, or oh, switch cool. off, like, have picture Again, no commercials. Picture, picture, but actually wrestling and wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and, to, and to keep track of what's going on, it almost felt like the old ECW camera where they they can't help but switch every six every like second and a half, and it's just that 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 like
0: fuck. Yeah, yeah I, and I'm already tired, and I try yeah. to make me keep up with this match that I really didn't have much of an anticipation for. And you you were probably tired because you were watching at home and you didn't have the electricity of the arena because in the arena. We woke the fuck up. I can tell. Oh man. Tell me something. Yeah. Personal question. Yes.
2: In your life, mm-hmm. have you ever gotten your ass beat by a soundtrack? <laughs> no, I <laughs> have not. <laughs> to a soundtrack? No. God damn. When no. that song went back on Lupo, like, oh, okay. So yeah. wait. So it so fucking. Uh, Jas gets the upper hand. They're gonna tune back to Judas, and we're gonna get like fucking Wrestling Society X. Everybody oh, gets their ass and beat
0: to a soundtrack. That would have been actually pretty cool, but because there was a lot of confusion, also when when the the music kept going, and we're like, wait, is everybody out there? What's happening? What? Huh? And it just looked around. Oh shit! And then, then and they kept singing. And then yes, we kept singing because <laughs> it, it, there was one point where our brains like switched and said. Oh, we get it. They're just gonna let it keep going. Fuck it. Great. Wow, Dang. <laughs> and we just we just kept going with it, man. And it was it was really cool, man. It was so much fun. And then when Jericho actually pulled the plug, they did show that up on the big screen. Yeah. We're like, oh boo! <laughs> get in sync out of here. Yeah, it was that was so much fun. I have never had as much fun. As a collective unit in an arena that big for one particular match. It was so much fun. And again, I didn't see what they put on the telly. So I had to rely on myself to look here, look at the camera to see the muster getting put on one of the one of the Pride and Powerfuls. Yeah. Look over there. Oh, Jericho's over there with the table. I hope the camera's catching that because look, they're about to do something crazy. Oh, wait. The 2. Oh, oh, that 2.0 guy's bleeding oh, like shit. a motherfucker. Yeah, so we're like, I'm looking this way, Porsche's looking that way. I'm like. Look over here. Look over there. Oh my God. And like Danielson's you... beating somebody up, and there's like yeah. these tapered off chairs. Like, oh man, I could have bought one of those seats. Garcia came back up where we were, he, but he ran past us because he was just trying to get away from something. We thought they were going to come back our way. So there was so much chaos and confusion that everybody in the arena didn't know what to do, kept us on our toes and kept us engaged. So, yeah. God damn, I had so much fun with that match. So much fun. The the highlight
2: of the entire show for me was the one-two punch that was Eddie Kingston. Okay. I'm not sure how long you were waiting in the arena before the show started, but when they were doing the um, the buy-in, they played the promo backstage of yes. Eddie Kingston. That it drove him to drinking. It drove him to his past. It drove him to his demons. Yeah. And... Then the visual of him walking down the ramp, his shirt's covered in blood, and he's yeah. got the gas can. Yeah, that was really the cool. Gas. I know this isn't going to be uh, the, the most exciting conversation or idea that I'm about to give you, Giving the conversation that we started the podcast with. Oh, I know. But We've had zero viewers since. <laughs> but, I, but I think it, um, this Eddie Kingston character, if they want to sports entertain us, We need one more promo with Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho in a death match Mm. to where this isn't professional wrestling anymore. I've already written out my will. I've already spoken to my family. I'm expected to go to jail because I will kill you.
1: There will (laughs) never
2: be another death match after I get my hands on you because this is, I am a product of what you created. And now I'm going to kill you. Yeah, And I'm going to spend the rest of my life away from my family because of you. Yeah. And then Kay Fabe it to where sports entertainment, he went to a hospital. You know, the the dark side story with fucking um, uh, Nick Gage, where he was actually dead for four minutes and was brought back to life. Tell that story with Jericho. And Jericho never fucks with Kingston again because Kingston killed him. <laughs> I don't know, man. That might be too much. <laughs> Gotten Sunday and he kicked the threatened to hurt the man. And he brought him, he covered him in gasoline at yeah. eight dollars a gallon in Vegas. <laughs> I, you don't fuck with a guy that's willing to spend eight dollars yeah. on a gallon of gas to burn your ass. Yeah, yeah. So you have to culminate that story yeah. in an
0: actual fucking death match. Well, I don't know if that's the story because I think the story is the whole reason why they lost. Was because of Eddie Kingston, the friction. He just yeah, can't keep his cool. Yeah, he Daniel Bryan had it fucking in the bag. Brian right, yeah. Bryan, he, <laughs> Bryan Daniels, the dragon, the dragon, American Dragon had it in the bag. Yeah. He he was rolling, and then Kingston came out, fucked everything up. He poured gas not only on his opponent but also on his teammate. Yeah, and then he started fighting with his own teammate. It was his fault that they lost. Everybody in the 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 uh, BCC should be pissed off at Eddie Kingston. They should. So, yeah, okay. Jericho appreciates society uh, against Kingston. Sure, whatever. But no, what I want to see is the BCC versus Eddie Kingston and the rest of, of, of whatever friends he has left. Mox, me, and Daniels, and has, will be a fucking story. And Mox has to choose sides. Does he want to go with the BCC or does he want to go with the spiraling Eddie Kingston? Who he can relate to because he spiraled before. <laughs> Story. Oh, in AEW. That that's dunk interesting.
2: Who the That's interesting. Yeah.
0: So Mox, Mox is trying to be the good cop. Hey, man, I know where you're going to go get help. I know this and that. Don't worry about it. But Brian's like, fuck you. I'm going to fuck this guy up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the story. <laughs> fuck the Jericho appreciation society. The, the story right there is him.
2: <laughs> the only title change we got was Punk going over on Hangman. Read the room. Read us the room. What was it like before the bell?
0: During the bill, after the bill, so coming out of dynamite, I think that there was more people that w- were wanting Hangman, Um, but I think that there was a lot of people that were um both these guys. I just hope everybody has a good time. Yeah. I, I like the show. Orange slices for every. Yes, I like the show. <laughs> I like both of these guys. I'm happy that there might be a little bit more going towards Hangman, but we know Hangman's kind of the underdog because a Punk. But then again. Hey, Hangman's on a roll. Hangman can do it. So, cool. That was going into the show. Going into the match. Seemed as though it was going to be a, a, a very energized and excited crowd going into that match after there was that lull in the middle of the show. They were, they were pumped for the main event. They were pumped for this match. And people said, fuck it. We're choosing sides now. And half of them people were like cowboy shit. The other half, CM Punk. And it was scattered 50-50 yeah. throughout the arena. I was cheering for punk, people in front of me cheering for hangman, Porsche was cheering for hangman. I saw other guys behind me that were punk, and everybody was trying to outdo each other on their dueling chance. every and they wouldn't shut nobody would shut the fuck up. And, That's the crescendo. The yeah. whole
2: trip was based on that main event. So that was the yeah. moment that you let out all your reserves.
0: Everything. 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 Everything, everything on the table. So yes. Um as the match was going on, uh, it was back and forth, back and forth, all the way until you had the double botches of the, the shotgun, uh, or Buckshot Lariat. Yeah. When the Buckshot Lariat happened, all the, the, the Cowboy supporters were like, yeah, and all the CM Punk supporters were like, oh, fuck. And we were like, ah, I can't cheer for that. <laughs> oh, no, that was bad. That was bad. Is it okay to start cheering CM Punk again? It's yeah. enough time passed. We'll get there. Enough time has passed. Okay, enough time has passed. Yeah, go back. CM Punk. Cowboy shit. CM Punk. Because there was, there was a little bit where, like, oh, God, we're embarrassed to be in CM Punk. <laughs> for A split second. Maybe maybe 30 seconds. I don't know. It was, like, enough to where it shut us up for a little bit and more people were cheering for Hangman. Um, But then, like, as the match went on, it was still back and forth, hot crowd, and then, bam, Punk won. And everybody it was like, What? Everybody was shocked. The CM Punk supporters got over the shock quicker and started cheering. And the Cowboy supporters were like, all right, okay, here we go. And uh show went off the air. FTR came out. FTR celebrated with Punk. Punk grabbed the microphone and is like, remind me to never attempt a bookshot Larry ever again in my career. Everybody laughed. And then it was a love fest on Punk. Everybody loved fest on Punk, Punk, so that that's how it was in the area. Yeah. That was a good match. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I I like the tease that Hangman was not sure.
1: Yeah,
0: Christ, crisis of confidence. Oh, a lot of people that were Hangman supporters were like, "Don't do it!" Yeah. No, boo! Don't don't do it! And then he didn't do it. Yeah. So and they, they were happy. It. Yeah, it cost him. It cost him. Yeah.
2: <sighs> Five hours of wrestling. The things that stood out to me Kingston coming out with the gas can, Punk winning the three count. Fuck. The triple three. I don't think I'm ever going to get it. But with that said, I am all in on Hookhausen. Okay. I'm all in on, on Danhausen. Like, I, I don't have to get it. It's funny. i yeah. just go from here. It's funny and it's cute. Yeah. And that. I just, I'm ready for them to win the tag titles. <laughs> I want Hook to do all the work, and then Danhausen thinking he did it by just by cursing people and pinning them. Yeah, and that's it. That's how the team works, which isn't supposed to work because Hook is still a part of Team Taz, yet he's the one getting cheered, and everyone else in Team Taz is supposed to get booed. They get cheered out of respect, but the storyline they still get booed. And Hook is like the guy that everybody just likes because he looks like he's got anime hair and he can choke the fucker out. Yeah. And is playing along with Danhausen, the guy that's <laughs> that like badass as a person that could hurt you. Yeah, still has enough low key humor that he can get with a freak like like Danhausen and make it work. And yeah. it's just And Smart Mark actually took some bumps. He yeah. did some suplexes. He looked like he was not dead weight. He actually added to the match as opposed. I don't. i was to taking away from it, which was my worry because I don't know much of what a Smart Mark Sterling is yeah. in the ring, and eventually the money matches needs to fucking hook like that could main event a rampage
0: or even a fucking dynamite I'm ready yeah. for that I um I, I you kind of mentioned this just a little bit in passing I want to I want to talk about this a little bit more I was looking forward to bullying Ruby I was looking forward to the entire arena bullying Ruby I was I was looking forward to wow we actually did this turn on somebody on AEW because that has really happened because for the most part AEW fans go along with what AEW wants. This was kind of like the first of those rebellious dissension. No, we want who we want, not who you want. But it all got curtailed by the fact that Rancid was actually there. When Rancid was there, I I felt like maybe there was gonna be that all right, we're getting ready to pounce, we're getting ready to pounce. Oh shit. Alright, okay, Rancid's there. And like we can't really cheer for Statlander because Statlander already Came out earlier in the show and she's gonna have uh a, a, a moment a, her moment at an angle. So it's like it, it was like, you subtle bitch, Tony, you got yeah. us. You yeah. fucking start playing some Operation I- Ivy. You knew you <laughs> yeah. knew we were gonna fucking fuck you guys, but then You won us over you want us over. God, God damn it, you know, like so I was kinda looking forward to that moment. It didn't happen. But it was okay because it was cool seeing Rancid uh live and in person. Um and that was one of the other things that that like Woke the crowd up at one point. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> so that that was something I just wanted to uh, throw on.
2: Anything else from the show that you can remember off uh-huh, the top of your uh-huh. head that gave you a reaction or that you feel like talking about?
0: Um, the Triple Threat tag match was really, really cool. Um, that
2: last hour would have gone a whole lot more over on a three-hour or three-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view as opposed to
0: five. I had a jungle girl in front of me. Oof. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, um, were you
2: telling, uh, were, you give him pour, were you giving poor some ideas? <laughs> I was like, I want you swinging yeah. the closet <laughs> in this and only this. No, practice Did, your yell. Oh, my God. Or beat your chest.
0: There there was you have a, plenty to beat. There was a Luchasaurus there, too. Oh, so it was. there were a couple. So it was a guy dressed up like Luchasaurus and then a jungle girl. And I was like, oh, my. <laughs> 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 um, Pentagon coming out with uh, Pentagocito uh, <laughs> ben, 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 Actually, it's it's Baby Phoenix. That's Phoenix's kid. Um, but yeah, that was cool. The um, the uh, uh, House of Black oh, doing their entrance was fucking amazing. I need that flag. Yeah, that was really it cool. To be that big, but I need yeah. that flag. And Porsche marked the fuck out when Trouble. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Ember. I mean, Athena came out. Um it is funny because Porsche has now twice seen her debut. She saw her debut live with WWE, she saw her debut live with AEW. And I mean if you count whenever she started wrestling at PWA, I guess you, you could count that, Porsche. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so so she marked the fuck out. She's a very proud wrestling auntie right now. Um so that was that was awesome. She lost her goddamn mind when that happened. Wow. Yeah. Um, So there was a lot good. Now, I want to say one other thing about the show in general. Saw a lot of people online. Saw you all, all this afternoon saying the same thing. It's too long. Five hours. Too long of a wrestling show. Objectively, I could see exactly what you mean. Objectively, taking my own bias out of it, taking my own experience out of it yeah i can see how that could have been too long yeah i understand that that you guys were you got it easy because you were yeah. in vegas i would prefer to have been in vegas in that time zone that's what i was going to say i did not feel like it was too long i did not get gassed when serena diva and thunder rosa came out i was screaming at the top of my lungs for thunder rosa You know, I was trying to get the the Thunder. I was trying to get the Thunder Rosa chance going. I was very invested in that match. I loved the match. I think that was the sleeper best match of the night. But it wound up not being the best match of the night. But technically speaking, it was art. It was so good. Um, Might have been the best women's match AEW's had so far. possibly. Possibly. I think. I think. Like if you just
2: without making, the decoration I, of the fucking hardcore shit written. Technical wrestling
0: point. ability only. That was the best match. Now of uh, course there's more to a match than technical wrestling ability. Of course that's why it was not my match of the night. The match of the night had justory, just, emotion, feel. feel your exactly, boy. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You've had
2: to see a punk flag waving in your old apartment at the old yeah. studio. When we were recording there, yeah. and now all of a sudden he's back in wrestling, and now you see him win the title.
0: Well, no, mine was the Anarchy in the Arena. Oh, I like the Anarchy in the Arena more than I like that that yeah. match, but I still really, really, really liked it. But I, I, like I said, I never had as much fun in an arena with other people as a collected experience that I did with Anarchy in the Arena. Even though I care more about Punk, I love the fact that I witnessed CM Punk winning the title for the first time in 8 years after him leaving forever after watching him wrestle the day that it was supposed to be Benoit I have so much history in my heart with Punk that yes there's a very very special place for me wouldn't see that match but the most fun i had that night was anarchy in the arena but yeah um what i was going to say is that to me it didn't feel like it was too long. My personal experience, my personal experience is like, fuck, is main event time already? We don't have another match? Damn, damn, that was quick. 13 matches, that's it? Yeah. I, <laughs> and I know that that is like crazy, crazy. But that's how I felt in the moment in the arena that day in Vegas. I felt like, oh, fuck, this went by fast. Damn. And I've been hyped this entire time,
2: and you get yeah. out of the pay per view, and there's actually darkness. Yeah, Besides the lights of Vegas. It's finally
0: night. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that that was my feeling, I, and I feel like there was other people in the arena that felt that way. But I get it. You sitting at home, yeah. not with the adrenaline and not with the rush of being and there live the and the time zone thing. I get it. And
2: yeah. I hear, I, and I could sense people that are going to be watching or listening be like, "Well, Chris, you watched six hours of fucking Wrestle Kingdom. Why are you complaining now?" Here's my rebuttal to that. Right now, I don't watch Raw. I don't watch SmackDown. Yeah. As of about a month ago, I stopped watching NXT completely. Mm-hmm. My wrestling diet is all AEW. You're all in eat. <laughs> in a nutshell. So watching four and a half hours of the same type of product I get every Wednesday, every Friday. I watch New Japan maybe five times a year. Yeah. So I have the appetite of New Japan to be awake at three in the morning and ask for the day off to watch wrestling live from three in the morning till seven in the morning our time. Yeah. Because I'm hungry for that. Yeah. And I haven't been overfilled with that. When AW is your only source of income, you know. Yeah, it could be a lot. It's, I it can be a lot
0: for me. That week, it wasn't a lot.
2: It wasn't too much. Yeah. Um, our, our probably been gonna... your first big show since COVID started. Yeah. So yeah. you had a lot of
0: mm-hmm. pent up. Of and, a lot of things, and I feel like we're winding down our AEW or our double or nothing talk, but there is something that we just didn't really talk about. Wardlow and MJF. Wardlow and MJF. That's what I was going to close that part. Yeah. With. Oh, okay. Then please, let's let's so, start. Okay. Wardlow is so over, and and I think it was MJF that got him over, and the writing got him over, and it, it it's just good, and I'm glad that it's good like that, because people are really behind Wardlow. Wardlow does not need his, this is war, shitty interest music. All he needs is, Wardlow, Ward, us saying it. That's all he needs. I hope that they get rid of that shitty entrance music because he had the shitty entrance music at the at the uh, expense of MJF. Yeah, yeah, but he's not under
2: MJF anymore.
0: I, I know, yeah. I know, but it, God, I, I just I just don't like that music. The, right? the the presentation is a lot better the way it has
2: been of building up to this match. Right? Yeah,
0: with nothing. Yeah,
2: and just selling himself on what he is. And
0: people were very hyped for that match, and then when MJF did come out and he hesitated to come out, it was like, and it was the start of the show. Oh, oh. Oh, oh! Fuck! He is here. God, he, damn showed, it. Up. he, he showed, showed up. He showed up. Yeah, when he did the little plane thing and then just like did that. Oh, fuck! It was so good. Uh, but I think there's still, even now, seeds of doubt amongst the IWC as to whether or not it was all work. He might have started that way. Yeah, he could, worked have, could he worked himself into a been saying for could a long have, time.
2: Yeah. That. Hey, all these...
0: Scrum- well, we'll get to that later. Did he work himself into the shoot? Did he shoot himself into a work? Did he show up just to show up to fulfill his contractual obligations because Tony Khan threatened litigation? I don't know. This weekend definitely opened up the eyes that AEW
2: is worth a lot more with MJF there. Mm-hmm. But on also, and this could be taken both ways, MJF is worth more with AEW. Because yeah. as badass okay. as MJF has been from the first Double or Nothing, there wasn't nobody running to the YouTubes or running to subscribe to be in to watch fucking um, um whatever the, the I forget the name of the group where it was fucking uh, MJF, <laughs> and oh. and MJF and Holiday oh MJF and Holiday on fucking MLW um. those ratings weren't going up. So as badass as MJF was, he wasn't bad enough that he could take all of that adulation. And boost that company. So okay. MJF right now is at its most valuable in AEW. There's mm-hmm. no guarantee if MJF goes to New Japan that they're going to get 80,000 more buys because MJF is on it. Or they're going to get 60,000 more subscriptions to the network because MJF is on it. There's no guarantee MJF will be, even be any kind of a success in the WWE. fucking... In the fucking net kind of life that WWE is where all they do is pull your strings and you do how they want to do it where if you find scissors to cut it you follow Naomi and fucking Sasha to the unemployment line yeah yeah so it was a it was a huge enlightenment yeah that whole weekend of MJF fucking <laughs> Odyssey it, 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 it
0: is and it's continuing to be um but that match was just great it was exactly it, it, what it needed to be yes People were chanting for ten power bombs when he was still at like three, <laughs> you know, um, and and when he did it, I know a lot of this is about MJF, but a lot of this is also about Wardlow. I think Wardlow has been made, and the speculation that well, maybe MJF is going to come back just to lay down for Wardlow because he doesn't want to screw over Wardlow, right? Because like, that, that's still his friend. Okay, I get it. Like, you can make arguments either way. You can make an argument that it's a work. You can make an argument that it's a shoot. Or, like like we just mentioned, it could have been a, a shoot that turned into a work or a work that turned into a shoot or a back and forth in between. We don't really know. But either way, god damn, I'm entertained by the fucking TV that I produced. Both on Dynamite, both uh, at the pay-per-view, and now what we're seeing going on, you know, this week, <laughs> um, do we want to get into that into this week now? Anything
2: else with dull or nothing, or we just did we just wrap a ball around it? I think we did. I think okay. we we're uh, overall ten. I, I gave it a ten. Nine, nine. Why? Because it's too long, too long, and too carbon copy. The only things that stood out that was different from everything that AW has been. Was the women's match mm-hmm. and the wardrobe squashing? Okay, that was it. Everything else was exactly like everything that's on AW every week. When everything mm-hmm. is, is, is is a priority, nothing's a priority. Where everything is the same, no one stands out. Mm-hmm. So when you have the technical masterpiece from two women, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have the storytelling of MJF getting the absolute shit out of him deservedly so. Yeah. That's that's what stands out to me. Not saying that the rest of it was bad cuz I obviously watched it, I obviously continued to watch it and I'm obviously still watching now cuz it's my only diet of pro wrestling. Yeah. But your big show of the uh, of one of the, your your pillars of the fucking brand. Yeah. There needs to be more that stands out. That when I mentioned in our chat I was like, "Man, we could have used the comedy bit of Hookhausen somewhere uh, in between yeah. the pay per view mm-hmm. to break up some of the monotony, which is flip spot flip kick out flip spot flip kick out kick out flip kick out spot kick out, flip, kick out flip kick out spot. But that's that's what that is. <laughs> okay, it's still good. We yeah. watching. We love it. We drooling. We it. But there had to have been like the breather, and I'm not saying breather as if this is where you go get your your concessions. This is where you go take a leak. No, this is where you breathe The roller coaster, the ups and downs, it lets you, so you're not at four, four hours in, four and a half hours in going. Yeah, you know, especially if the plan is to keep doing this. And the other plan of, oh, Tony Khan's like, we're going to try to edge this out as long as we can because we don't want to compete with the final quarter of the fucking finals. Fuck that. Yeah. If people bought your pay-per-view, they bought your pay-per-view yeah. Yeah. I if, do not believe the idea I do are unless numbers are shown to me. I do not believe the concept of oh the, the Western Conference Finals game just ended. There's an hour left in AEW. Let's drop 60 bucks as a collective to watch much. the last hour. Mm-hmm. There's no replay option. There's yeah. no rewind. There's no you know, that like that. And just yeah. to watch, even though that one hour was fucking stacked, women mm-hmm. tagged, mm-hmm. pumped. Monday rolls around and we get FTR and CM Punk in the tag match. Mm -hmm. So,
0: I did not really get to see all the different botches of the week from AEW. There was a lot. There was a lot of little botchy stuff. Um, One thing that I did, and the reason why I didn't get to see it, uh, unless it was like super obvious, was because I was in the stands. And I was kind of far away. But I was close enough to where it was easier to watch the, 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 the ring than, the than to watch the screen. So there was some stuff that I missed. For example, the botch that wasn't that big of a deal, where um Penta had his opponent uh you know across um the barricade and Phoenix tried to jump down and Phoenix kind of missed. He completely whiffed, like he barely like slapped him when he was supposed to do the, the stomp. I didn't catch that. All I saw was, oh God, Phoenix is flying. Yeah. So I marked out. When um, uh, Ruby put on the sharpshooter and her own leg got caught up underneath her, I didn't really see that. All I saw was that I saw was, oh, she put on a sharpshooter. Oh, damn, she sat down way back. Oh, and then she got flipped over. Oh, okay, I didn't see that it was a bot. Just I almost felt own. bad because this was supposed to be a
2: tribute for Owen Hart, and there was not one plausible sharpshooter to be had. Yeah, all of them were awful. There were yeah. four different sharpshooters, and all of them were bad. Yeah, if the Rock can do a better sharpshooter than half of that talent in front of Martha.
0: Mm-hmm. I have to tell him. Yeah. But I mean I, I didn't realize that. Now the buckshot Lariat's the two of them, that was obvious. I yeah. could tell that oh, those yeah. were botches. But all the other shit that wound up on botchamania that people were saying, oh God, this is a botch fest. Oh God. I'm gonna be, be watching as copy? soon as we get off this cut. I didn't get I didn't really catch all of them. Yeah. because again I was up in the stands so I was enjoying. It. Um, And then, you were right. I did get to watch on the telly, Dynamite, the six-man tag with Punk. And everything was going fine until Punk tagged in. And he watched like two or three things. He was sloppy as hell. And I'm like, this is a bad night for Punk. But apparently, it wasn't a bad night for Punk because he was also that kind of sloppy at the actual pay-per-view. It wasn't just the two errant buckshot lariats; yeah. Those are just the most obvious things. Um, and I feel kind of bad because I was one of the guys sitting in the crowd chatting for Punk. I still am a Punk supporter. I fucking love CM Punk. You're not going to steer me away from that. Um, even when he was gone for seven years, I tried to convince myself I don't care about Punk anymore. What I did, I wasn't one of the assholes in the arenas going, CM Punk, CM Punk, when he wasn't there. But I, I never said I hate CM Punk. I've always said, well, he's gone and I'm at peace with him being gone. Then he was back. I'm like, oh fuck, he's back. I'm happy he's back. Fuck my piece. Yeah, fuck my piece. You know, but I've I've never been upset with Punk, right? So I'm not upset with Punk right now, especially now that he had a bocchi ass match. Uh, And was it botchy? Yeah, it was bocchi. It was sloppy as fuck.
2: (laughs) But it all came back around with MJF.
0: Why is that?
2: That motherfucker went off. Yeah, that promo. There's, um, in my opinion, he's entered himself in the pantheon of, like, promos and professional wrestling. Yes. There's um, the uh, Dusty Rhodes. It's hard times. Yeah. Hard times you, you get replaced by a machine and you, all you get is a watch. You get out, back in the apartment line. There's the uh, Austin 316 mm-hmm. promo. Get a two-ball at Thunderbird and find some of that courage to find what you had in your prime. Um, the pipe bomb from CM Punk and then this promo from MJF where he just fucking goes off on Tony Khan about his fucking everything that he's been contracts and paperwork and legalities be damned he is definitely worth more than what he's being paid and he wants that back and then dropping and in, in that audience you say the words wwe in that audience mm-hmm. you're gonna get the reaction that you know you're trying to get yeah and you're trying to paint the authority figure of that company in a light that does not want to be shined onto them. right so uh, especially in the night where fucking uh warner media executives are fucking there watching mm-hmm. at a sold out kia forum in la yeah in inglewood in yeah you know he he made, it, he made it damn clear to everyone that didn't already know it and solidified it to the people that he did. That's your pillar. Yeah. That's your boy. Mm-hmm. Water that. Watch yeah. it grow into a fucking Power Ranger villain, you know? <laughs> it's going to get out of hand. But God damn, dude. That's how it's done. There was... Um, I still think that this is a work.
0: Okay. Uh, As of today, I
2: think it is. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had any TV time whatsoever. And yeah. they're doing the little shit of like getting rid of him from the promo videos that yeah. start the shows. They got rid of his profile picture from the goddamn website. I can already tell where this is going. His segment was still timed out
0: correctly. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't like he went off script and then. Uh, like, each segment is, you know, 13 and a half minutes. Don't count he,
2: me down, you motherfucker! Yeah,
0: and he went, like, 15. Or he went, like, 11. Yeah. And they had to scramble for, like, half commercials, right? Like, it was still timed out correctly. And he was bleeped at the right time. Now, people can't argue that, oh, okay, because of the seven-second delay, you can still get the bleep In, in the, the West Coast, code. yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, that that's, that's easily debunked, but it can also be... Not debunked, you know, it, it still could go either way. There's enough ambiguity there where while I am in camp work, if I'm proven to be wrong, I'd be like, got me fucked. I guess I was wrong. Good job. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if this is a work, this is fucking masterful. This is the best thing that we've seen in wrestling ever since the summer of punk. Um, if this is not work if this is all shoot this is bad fucking news for tony khan and aew tony khan has legitimately dropped the ball on mgf MJF has fucked himself over for for the foreseeable future as the guy that can't work with yeah sure he might get a contract with WWE, but what happens if he starts pulling that kind of shit with vince you know he's he's going to be in the same boat as naomi and sasha Yo, Naomi and Sasha right now it, it are fucking pariahs. There's a lot of people that still support them, you know, internet wrestling community. They don't, they don't have to actually shell out the Ducats to pay them. But you think that that Vince is going to treat them the same? That they're still going to get the same amount of booking? That they're going to get a contract? That they're that he may not just give them a contract just to sit at home and get the Dolph Ziggler fucking uh, um, routine? Like, this is bad for MJF because it's a bad look for him as much as it's a bad look for AEW if this is a shoot. Like, damn, Tony, pay your people. Damn, Tony, control your people. Yeah, you want to sit down and have a negotiation with somebody that legitimately says I should be making more money? Okay, do it. Does he deserve it? Yeah, you've even said he's one of the pillars of your company, and you're paying him less than what you're paying fucking Christian? Like, I get it. Christian's a legend. Nobody can take away what Christian has done in his fucking career. But you're not using him. the amount of money that you're paying him and if you're using mjf way more than you're doing christian and mark henry and fucking Miro and like all these big show damn that's that's fucking criminal (laughs) you know but at the
2: same time it's easy for you to try to get sympathy but the bottom line is the doubt is the documentation Yeah, Like I said earlier in the show, if MJF was that good, MLW should be fucking number two right now. Mm They ain't. and That's the paperwork that MJF signed. That's when you do what you just did. When you sit down with Tony Khan six months before your contract goes like, hey, I feel like I'm being owed some money that you're about to pay me in this contract if you want me to stay. So you're going to basically quadruple my pay. Because you're not paying me for what I can do. You're paying me for what I did for you to get to this point. I want the better I want the better percentage on my merch. And I want bust. So I don't need to worry about that. That's when you make a stand. That's when you have your voice. That's when you crank it up to 11 and put a megaphone in front of it and say, you're not paying me for what I'm going to do. You're paying me for what I did. Just like you're paid Christian for what he did. Just like you paid Omega for what he did in New Japan. Like, you're paying everyone else for what they've done because no, there's no – the only proof you have in the pudding right now is that I'm your number one draw talent outside of WWE that you bring in. -hmm. I'm your homegrown dude. Yeah. Do you want your homegrown dude elsewhere? Yeah. And that's where he drops the ball. Besides Cody. And even then, Cody's a unique situation that – he's already established WWE that's probably. true too so all that stuff that WWE wasn't buying buying Cody for Stardust they were buying Cody for what he has done which was he's now an American nightmare he's an established brand that under WWE we can at least get half of half of a lot is a lot more than nothing of nothing yeah. So that's where MJF's
0: lead in for the net, for the big money is going to be. Now the counter side of the argument, which also kind of leads me to maybe it's a work. The counter side of that argument is: where does Khan's money come from? His own pocket, right? And uh, television, right? And his dad. Yeah. They own the Jaguars. They're sports people. Now he may be a fan of professional wrestling. But the money-wise, that's all from the sports world, right? For now. When you get a rookie that you get drafted, they're on a rookie contract. Not that's necessarily. So, if you're the number
2: one pick, you're getting paid four million or five million or seven million dollars a year on your rookie
0: contract. Yeah. On your rookie contract, right? So that's yeah, four or five million, whatever, or dollars hundred and fifty thousand, whatever it no is. No
2: experience in the NFL. For no
0: experience for four years. Then when you go into your fifth year, you have an option or you go somewhere else and you get signed to big money. Why was the the, Astros 2017 run so significant? They fucking had everybody. They had everybody for cheap. They had everybody for cheap. They weren't tested. And they were from the minor leagues. They were homegrown. They grew them themselves so they were able to get them for the cheap. What happened to Carlos Correa? Carlos Correa left for money based on what he did. So he's got all this fucking money playing for wherever the fuck he went. New York, I think.
2: Yeah. He to got, be in the, to be sitting at home while we went to the World Series. Ex- exactly.
0: <laughs> he's getting paid all this money yeah. on his second contract. So MJF is two years away from his contract renewal. Who's to say that his his new contract wouldn't be that big money deal. Fuck, Altuve is still not getting paid. But here's the other part that leads me to believe that this could be a shoot
2: because Tony Khan can't just tear up the contract and make a new one. He has to do extensions. But just like Pillman, if MJF could get Tony Khan to tear up this original contract Mm -hmm. to draft a new one, oh, by the way, as of right now, while you're drafting this new contract, I'm free to go anywhere. So he doesn't wait till 2024 to go to the WWE.
0: <laughs> Which is why
2: Tony doesn't want to break the contract because that can happen. That has
0: happened. Yeah. I mean, either way, man, it, it, there's there's so much to it that we aren't even really privy to that it's kind of easy to be armchair quarterback on it. Yeah. But goddamn, the fact that it got this far. It's a bad look. And this public is that it's a bad, bad look if it's a shoot. I mean, we know, being from Houston, that all the shit with Deshaun Watson, there's a lot of, like, the legality part of it, but a lot of it, too, was contract disputes whether or not he would get money and get paid. Mm. So while the Texans were like, well, we know that, like, all these things are getting dismissed, they were still kind of leveraging that stuff to – not have him paid when his contract was up. Mm-hmm. So they unloaded him to fucking Cleveland, right? Um, going to Cleveland isn't really the best thing for any career. I don't care how good you are. And he's been sitting on the bench for two seasons. So LeBron really, being the exception. Yeah, you really mm-hmm. think that Deshaun is going to be the same Deshaun for Cleveland like how he was for Houston? No, and that's what you risk. There's masseuses in Cleveland too, right? Yes, oh. and that's what you risk with MJF. MJF, man, if you if you make this so public, you're going to get people where they're not going to want to sign you to the fucking, you're you risk. Know, yeah, to the big thing, big franchises of the world, even though you have the talent. So you may not get in WWE. You might be, you may not even get in New Japan. You might be in Noah. and fucking They America. might not even stick him in NXT.
2: You think yeah. MJF's value or character, they're going to just stick him right on SmackDown in front of The Miz and be like, make it work. No. He does not have that clout. No, he does not have that history so, with WWE to warrant him returning or debuting. Yeah, right there on the top, he's gonna be in the body. He's gonna be in the NXT. So, It's
0: it's a it's a spicy pickle. It's a spicy pickle, man. Uh, I I hope it's a work because there's a work. If it's a work, it's brilliant because it's getting us to talk and speculate mm-hmm. and and question whether or not it even, if it even is a work. If it's a shoot oh, this is bad. (laughs) You know? um, And I may be a bit of the opinion that if it is a shoot, anybody's expendable. If Cody was expendable, MJF is expendable. Cody, the vice president of the company, one of the founders, one of the elite, if he was expendable, anybody's expendable. Anybody. And I have... Cody going to WWE got my eyeballs onto WWE for a couple of weeks. I'm not watching it anymore. I'm still watching AEW because I like the AEW. I'm, still, yeah. I'm
2: sure you still got to see Cody in Vegas for a double or nothing week because WWE bought out that money to have the little Trump. I didn't see it. On it. I didn't see it. <laughs> Looping around the arena.
0: Man, getting into the arena on, on a Sunday sucked dick. Uh, it was... <sighs> They weren't very efficient in getting people there. They, they said that the doors were going to open at 3.30. We got there at like 3.20, and we stayed outside till about 4.35, wow. just outside the arena, just in this sea of humanity where there were supposed to be lines, where there wasn't really a line because there was doors, and they were laying them in. They opened them late. They couldn't get us in on no time. Like, we barely made it to our seats right before Hookhausen match started. So there's another gripe. That's been floating around. Now, I think that's more
2: on the T-Mobile arena than it is AEW, but I don't know. There's another gripe that's floating around. You might have missed this because it was on commentary. So, the best kept secrets are the ones that are kept secret. Okay. And there was one that wasn't any longer. Okay. By the time double, nothing came around. We, thanks to Vince McMahon, have been predisposed to pay no more than $9.99 for a wrestling pay-per-view. Right. Because we had the network. Yeah. So all of a sudden, well, we're having to pay fifty dollars again for a prime pay-per-view, regardless of how good it is. Yeah. Even if it's high quality, fifty dollars is still fifty dollars. Yeah. Sixty in HD. Yeah. However, this is your little Vegas hack, because if you have a VPN mm-hmm. on your internet browser, mm-hmm. then you can download Fight TV. And you can do it over. You can use an overseas account or overseas address. Okay. And overseas, you're only paying twenty dollars American. Really? Instead of sixty, if you're going through fight, uh, fight TV during through a uh, VPN Ooh. on your internet service. Okay. Okay. Apparently, by this time, the AEW got wind of it. So there had been this huge issue on the Bleach Report app or Fight TV app that was preventing people from actually getting logged in to actually watch the show, even if they'd already prepaid, even if they prepaid the per- correct way, because they were not accepting purchases for the pay-per-view through a VPN. You had to have oh, a, a valid open IP okay, address. Okay. Okay. And so they were, cut, they were shutting that shit down. But in the process... A lot of people that were not using traditional cable or satellite to buy this pay-per-view yeah. were really getting bold. Oh, fuck. Wow. Both in price and in accessibility once they actually were able to get in. Okay. The, the point that halfway through the Hookhausen match, they welcomed everyone from on Bleacher or on Fight TV that the, uh, oh, the, really? that the fucking network issues were resolved. Wow. And again, the, every. every pay-per-view that AW's had on like mute reporting on fight the service is shoddy at best mm-hmm. like it goes in and out or you just lose connection altogether. Mm-hmm. So and then which adds on to where Scott had already ordered the show, we couldn't go. I don't know if Scott told Travis at the time, I didn't bring it up in the in the group chat in the three of us. Travis offered to host the show mm-hmm. if we if anybody else was willing to pay for it. <laughs> Scott and I are going to drop 20 He could have dropped 20 Charles could have filled in the other 20 But no, we got to the point that he won't pay shit. And like in that case, fuck it, I would just stay home. Yeah. And so I wa- And I wanted to watch. I was even to the last minute, till the last hour, I was contemplating going to the Cinemark. Mm-hmm. The Cinemark in Pasadena was almost sold out. Really? Yeah. So what? I might actually go to the theater next go around. For just for indoors? the vibe. Yeah. If already been indoors, sells that much just to be. In a room with fans like ourselves, maybe even push the little podcast a little bit. Oh
0: yeah, you know.
2: But to to get that environment, because for the last, even with WrestleMania, if it wasn't fucking thirty dollars a ticket, I would have I would have maybe gone, you know. But yeah. at that at this point, I'm gonna just have to, just to say that I did to see what the vibe would be like in a the theater, relaxed reclining chairs. Yeah. But then if we're going five and a half hours, I'm be
0: knocked out by two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think they're trying to make double nothing in one of their flagship shows, so maybe that's why they're making it a little bit longer. And the, I don't know. Moral, the Memorial
2: Day weekend actually helped it. Yeah, yeah. most of those were gonna be the mm-hmm. Uh, anything else from Wednesday that got your attention?
0: Uh, I'm trying to remember, but probably not. So. Okay. Friday.
2: Right. You were texting the group you were filling us in i'm at house of blues watching this badass acdc cover band called back in black mm-hmm. the charm of this band is that the lead singer kind of looks like the lead singer but not just that he uh, he has a like a a ruPaul kind of performance okay. so he'll come out dressed like bond scott and he'll have all of bond scott's mannerisms seems like bond scott And then maybe five or six songs in, he comes out, he he leaves, Mm -hmm. and then he comes back out dressed like Brian Johnson Mm -hmm. in the vest, in the little hat, and he has Brian Johnson's mannerisms. And Brian Johnson has a distinct difference in his voice from Bon Scott, and you can tell when he sings it. He has the two discernible voices, and both of them are spot the fuck on, and the band is tight. There are cover bands that you look, you see them play of five songs in, you're thinking, man, they can use another couple hours in the tuning room or in the practice room. There, that's some of that's just not good. Nah, man. You got your fucking money's worth with okay. back in black. But halfway through, I'm reading this group text with the, with you and me and Hector and Arnold. And Arnold's like, what's going on? And Hector's just like silent, just watching the world burn with popcorn. <laughs> and you're sending, you're drip feeding us these texts. And nothing is on Facebook either. So I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And Rampage is live. Yeah. Live from Ontario, 9 to 10. So like, what's going on? And the first thing I, I hear is, oh, they opened the show. with I saw that episode this morning. Mm-hmm. I got up at 10. First thing I did, pulled up the phone, got on my um, space browser on, on the internet, found my way to an episode, mm-hmm. and saw it. Bucks
0: versus Lucha Bros. Oh, that Buck was so good. Me! That was so good. That's what you expect from a Hawksman. It's kind of like
2: a gaslighting choice. I want to make it my match of the week pick, even though that's we pick that every time they do it. <laughs> it was our match of the year list a few years ago in a fucking cage. Every time, every time they do every it, time we put it. it. You yeah. know? Fuck. Yeah. Well, I almost feel unfair doing it. actually
0: Canada. I don't know if you like have picked, but goddamn. I mean,
2: they were pulling out. Some you don't shit. want to go with
0: Punk Hangman or with the Anarchy in the Arena? One of those two has your match of the week?
2: Definitely wouldn't be match of the year.
0: Okay. Neither one of them. Well, neither one of them. Okay. No. This match? The the Oh.
2: No? Oh, it's so unfair because we could easily do it. We don't even need to do a vote. I'll just get pull up the notepad and put it on the match of the year list right now. I don't even know what the opposition would be. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. But then you would say, eh, "It was for nothing," and I didn't like that finish. Oh, you would say it meant nothing. Arnold would say, "I hit it the finish, bro." And yeah. So I agree with both. Yeah. So I wouldn't pick that either. Yeah. The I'm deep, the sick of. Us, oh, the staple asking. that shit on your face, or get reconstructive surgery and look pretty. Do something. God damn, I'm sick of being having all these fuck- He's in the goddamn tournament of AAA. I his ass in the finals. <laughs> Give that shit away every week. At some point, you're not gonna want it. God damn. Um punk comes out again. He never lies. It feels like he's this isn't the character pro wrestler CM Punk. This is still Brooks every week on television, yeah, with the nickname, and he's just being himself and telling us how it is. He's like the part that got me is like. I'm broken. I have the things that are broken. The biggest thing is my heart because I want to wrestle for you fuckers right fucking now. I mean, Fuck. His, his eyes look like he had been crying. Yeah. Oh, I felt so bad for him. So bad. And it sucks as an AW fan because this was supposed to be, holy shit, nine months, CM Punk has been tearing ass in AW. Now he's got the belt. Let's go. Yeah. And we can't even leave the starting line without burning out and hitting the wall. Yeah which makes it very obvious, which I would love to death, of what's going to happen. Oh, what's that? MJF wins the title and he leaves the company like Punk did at Money in the Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Oh! The shit. story writes itself and half of it's already been aired. So, only
0: you mean half of it's been aired?
2: MJF's promo oh, the company no, no, okay. on yeah, with Tony yeah, yeah. Khan.
0: So, Punk Punk leaves. He's he's the champ, but we're going to try to to make an interim champ. The interim champ has to win a battle royal and then fight Moxley. That Forbidden Door. No, the this
2: Wednesday's Dynamite opens with the battle royal. Right. This episode of Dynamite ends with that winner fighting Moxley. No, winner no, 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 of, no. no, no. Moxley, no. Moxley is read, at Forbidden no. Door. Read the instructions again. I read the instructions. I can to pull up the graphic. Okay. The win—the winner between Moxley and the Battle Royal winner will compete at
0: Forbidden Door for the title. Because remember. Oh, hold on. Hector actually said something while we've been chatting here. Let me see what it says. This is a press release from AEW. All Elite Wrestling presents the AEW Interim World Champion Eliminator Series. They changed it they again. They changed it again? Okay. Uh, during All Elite Wrestling uh, live broadcast of Rampage from Ontario sold out the Toyota Arena. AEW World Championship and Punk Analysis. The multi stage and series will feature an exciting battle royal featuring many of our top competitors in AEW, which will open the broadcast for AEW Dynamite Live this Wednesday, June 8th, from the Independence, Missouri, uh, with the winner advancing to compete in the main event. The same night, okay, you're right. The same night, the winner of the Battle Royal will meet former AEW World Champion number one ranked John Moxley, which was changed this morning, in an an elimination match uh, in the main event of Dynamite, with the winner advancing to compete for the interim AEW World Championship at Forbidden Door on the 26th, live from Chicago. Meanwhile, on June 12th, New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion event from uh, Osaka Osaka Joe Hall, highly, highly decorated New Japan stars. And longtime uh, rivals Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hiroki Goto will face off in an eliminator match for the interim AEW World Championship. The winner also advancing to Forbidden Door on the 26th. The winner of the June 8th elimination match will feature the winner of the New Japan's June twelfth Tanahashi versus Godo match at the main event of Forbidden Door on June the 26th to crown the interim AEW champion.
2: I did the, wow. the New Japan stuff was not announced. That was not what from that Dynamite, that uh, CM Punk wrestled with FTR, we had the debut of Tanahashi. Yeah. And so we were all under the impression. Now going to be Punk Tanahashi. And went like this. Yes. You don't go like this because you got hemorrhoids. Yeah. You go like this because you want a belt to go around your waist. Yeah, yeah. So it was going to be Punk versus Tanahashi for the AW title. Yeah. So I think the story writes itself very simple. Mm-hmm. MJF's promo also talks shit about New Japan because he didn't go wrestle in New Japan. And he doesn't have the wrestling style of New Japan. And he doesn't drop people on their heads like in New Japan. So whoever's going to be in that battle royal who's going to think he's going to win, MJF's going to roll up in there, and he's going to throw that person out unbeknownst to him. MJF's winning the battle royal. He's going to go on to face Moxley shenanigans because he still has Sean Spears in his corner. Or maybe he hires someone else. Or maybe, for the people that like professional wrestling, Richard Holiday debuts. And they reunite prestige or legacy or whatever. I forget I forget what it's called, but they did have a group okay. together, and, and and Hammerstone was in it at the time too. Okay. Before Hammerstone went babyface, and so MJF and Holiday run shop, and then MJF culminates his pipe bomb by beating an a, a New Japan guy and becoming the AEW world champ. Yeah. that sure is fucking gonna give it to Tanahashi. Yeah. And Goto, Okada. Tanahashi, Osprey, J-White. Godo, somewhere down there. <laughs> There's no fucking way we're going to get Godo versus anybody. So, or I wouldn't be surprised if Moxley wins it because Moxley and Tanahashi have been having this weird on-camera, off-camera feud. There's been several AEW Dynamite promos where Moxley's called out Tanahashi. So, then so just forget
0: about the whole MGF thing where it's just,
2: I don't know, Mox? Yeah. It could just be Moxley. I'm not sure if we're ready to see Mox. Are we ready to see Wardlow? Are you ready for Eddie Kingston? I might be ready for Wardlow. How about Miro? <laughs> Whoa.
0: That's interesting.
2: Brian Danielson against Tanahashi. Oh. oh which would mean a rematch Let's within smoke. which would mean a rematch within Black Football Combat Club, Moxley versus Danielson on Dynamite to get towards
0: that and regal blessing the winner and still the love of the group and eddie coming out and, and costing one of them the match and that continues the friction between eddie and Black blackpool Com- combat club mm-hmm. <laughs> but no man There's a lot I, of good stuff in there you <laughs> asked me about wardlow i think it eventually wardlow was going to get there anyways so if this injury sped up that process I think I'm okay with it because I think he's over enough to where people will be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Wardlow. Um, a good surprise. I you know, one especially of... if you're just going to be the interim champ. Now, you're right. The the thing that writes itself is it's it's MJF. MJF has the belt, leaves, but then you have the champ come back who has a real belt because you were just interim champ. And then you have two titles, which is just like with somewhere a bunk. What if it's Hangman? It could he be never Hangman. never got Hangman Moxley. No?
2: Hangman versus Tanahashi. Yeah. And that's where Hangman turns heel. Oh. Oh. To get the belt back. And we get a heel hangman against a face punk when punk comes back from his foot injury. Man, to to
0: determine who's not the interim anymore.
2: I'm I'm the kind of pro wrestling fan that wants to watch the wrestling world burn.
0: (laughs) So what if.
2: Wardlow power bombs Kazuchika Okada 10 times and takes the New Japan title. Oh, my God. (laughs) You don't think the New Japan fans will want a Gaijin like fucking Wardlow tearing up G1?
0: Yeah. As champ and Okada
2: fighting back from underneath Mm -hmm. where he got powerbombed into oblivion to bring that back? there's all this whole forbidden door stuff this is not one of those throwaway oh this is just an exhibition for fans to just scream all over there's a lot of possible ramifications from this show that's not going to just be a throwaway 60 bucks on paper yeah sucks for everybody in Chicago that wanted to see punk against tanahashi but then again they wanted to see punk Okada anyway yeah so and then that would have been the other thing I was like I I would my my long-term booking. Is I would have, I would have Brian Danielson win the G1 Climax Ooh. and have because all of this Forbidden Door crap and all these debuts that we've been getting in AEW, what's New Japan gotten out of it so far? Not much, mm-hmm. other than a little bit of exposure. But if we get Brian Danielson mm-hmm. against Kazuchika Okada, main event eventing G1 Climax. In the Tokyo Dome with Japan's doors yeah. fully open from COVID, yeah. that could be the first G1 in over a decade that is completely 70,000 people sold the fuck out wow, because dude. they want to see D. Bry yeah. the Dragon against the Rapemaker. Yeah, yeah. Among other possible AEW riffraffs on <laughs> that <laughs> list. Like, I'm already throwing my hat into the ring right now. Please give me Hiromu Takahashi against Darby Allin. Oh, okay. It, 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 it's, it, it's an un. Un unpublished deathmatch because they're gonna kill the fuck out of each other. If
0: Darby can like stop hurting people <laughs> <laughs> himself more than anyone.
2: I mean that bottom rope dive to... he did on dynamite is that I'm He going went Hardy, to Hardy though? Hard- oh my god, Hardy needs to just stop. Mm-hmm. Jeff needs to stop. Oh technically, Matt should have stopped after his head bounced off the floor. Mm-hmm. But Jeff literally, you heard this? He forgot the whole double yeah, and I nothing mean, match didn't after the match at all. Which he's had, a, he has nothing to prove, dude. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I would actually wouldn't be surprised. I would actually be pleasantly surprised if he was like the the authority figure. The only bad thing about the whole MJF situation, just to run back to it real quick, is that I do not want another fucking owner of a wrestling company be a character on fucking television.
0: Go away. No, no, no. no, no you're, you're wrong. Don't want that. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I don't want another fucking owner of a company. Being a heel on wrestling television,
2: he can't do either because he's all out there. See the scrum, the media scrum, where he like, yeah, oh, he looked like, oh man, I don't want to be that guy that piles on for all the shit that he does. <laughs> he's passionate. It's his own money as opposed to publicly uh, publicly traded company yeah, with yeah. WWE. He's a fan and has. A, a weird pseudo respect love obsession of the business that would someone that rather than try to be bulletproof, he wants to react to every fire that sh- every shot that's fired mm-hmm. to him the way he does, the way he did obviously with the CM Punk stuff. That
0: kind of character, I don't see him get which helping. also further makes me think this stuff with MJF isn't work. Him at the media scrum. We're not going to talk oh, about MJF at all. fuck
2: yeah, that guy. There's plenty of other people that deserve talent and shine over Yeah.
0: Spend the that next not... hour about what you think MJF is doing. That's not Tony Khan's MO. Some random person on fucking Twitter says some shit. He's responding. Yeah. You're telling me he's not going to respond to MJF when he can't get fucking Russo's name out of his mouth? He can't get Bischoff's name out of his mouth? You're telling me he's not going to sit there and talk shit on Twitter and on the media scrum about MJF? No, This is a work, man some work
2: damn good one <laughs> yeah damn
0: good one <laughs> that was a week so i bought this out there two weeks actually i bought this at the merch stand on wednesday i also bought uh 40 bucks i don't remember uh i bought the back blackpool combat club with the fist with the blood on it i thought that that was a cool looking shirt um uh, positive no uh i'm not a poster guy. Uh, Porsche got, got one of The Miz from a WWE Payback pay-per-view that you didn't even go to. Randy wanted that one because it was a perfume-themed uh, poster yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, R- Portia got a Danhausen shirt and a uh, CM Punk shirt. Of course. Yes. So that was the merch that we bought.
2: So then I find out this morning... Mm-hmm. Of Scorpio Sky posted on his Instagram oh, man. he had wow. a, he was battling with a slight knee issue before his match last night with Dante, and there was a spot where he hurt himself pretty good, and now he's been limping. Hopefully he Beat. doesn't. Hopefully he doesn't need surgery, but that's your AEW champ, and now your TNT champ, TNT, yeah, possibly on the shelf,
0: yeah. For and something's something. wrong with Underosa. So your women's champ
2: is possibly on the shelf. Jeff Hardy is just like one one touch away from completely disintegrating. Yeah. Adam Cole's injured. He he got Adam Cole's injured. He got hurt, so that's why he sat out the ten man tag. He was on commentary. Oh, that's right, that's right. Because that's he's, right. he's nursing injuries. And
0: yeah, so we had, had uh, yeah, uh, Leo, yeah.
2: And that's why Jeff wasn't in that tag match. because Christian was skirt. actually yeah. wrestling, which would further. Descent, because everybody wants Christian to turn on jump on Jurassic Express. That would be a good place to start. In that Ten Man, when he's taking advice from Matt Hardy, his TLC yeah, rival, yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of listening to Christian, and we could start. Yeah, oh, man. send me the check, dude. And send me the resume the application. The um the
0: segment immediately following MJF's promo
2: was the returning ex guy. Yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chef's Kiss. The promo. You're-
2: I, it, I this was my What's pick. What's up Hector? This was my pick last year, it might be my pick this year. My feud of the year is Nero versus God. <laughs> <laughs> or Jehovah depending on what 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 book yes. you read. But yes. God, dude, the stuff that he's been saying so well done cuz it's unlike anything yeah. that you see in your sports entertainment or even your pro
0: wrestling, you know. Uh Hector says put Wardlow in the TNT title picture. Okay. Yeah. keep keep him keep him warm until you're ready to put him in the main event picture. I think this is the opportunity where you
2: can where you can win back some of that anti WWE love by giving it to an, a WWE guy that didn't get the opportunity. Imagine if Miro did beat fucking uh, Moxley and wound right, up Tanahashi for the AEW title. That's a guy like Alistair Black or like Ruby Soho that had all the potential to oh, be shit. big and wasn't and got the rug pulled out under them before they even got any momentum. Nah
0: Hector saying Wardlow versus Miro for TNT title. Damn that does sound good though. Wardlow and Miro? Fuck. Nah. No. Give me Miro versus Ishii.
2: <laughs> oh, Samoa Joe's also hurt. Your Run of Honor champ is also hurt. That's why they had to do the backstage video where they hit the oh, Leto with them attack Joe's shoulder. He he's hurt also. He's being written off. Yeah. Son of a bitch, man.
0: Everybody's hurt.
2: Yeah. War comes with casualties. Ask, so. ask Ukraine. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but we're still going. The Forbidden Door, their next big pay-per-view is three weeks away, four weeks away, Yeah, three weeks something now, like that, something yeah. like that. Man, I can't wait. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. The lead-up, there's going to be fucking talent every week. Showing up on Dynamite I mean
0: shit man The lead up oh, already Kata has to show up
2: This week to figure yeah. out What the hell's going on The lead
0: up already Is fucking bonkers With, with the injury, The punk stuff MJF uncertainty All that Like it's already crazy
2: Fuck <laughs> it Give me a promo battle Between MJF And Tama Tonga.
0: Yeah
2: <laughs> He can talk a lot Of serious shit There's so many possibilities
0: We I talked mean, about, we this. Talk about osprey and, and Zack Sabre You know Doing something fucking, ah, shit, I don't know. Bullet, Bullet Club doing something? If we get somehow fucking Bay somehow in here, you know, I, I don't know. Because nobody's saying that for Britain Door is only going to be New versus, Japan. Versus AEW. Yeah, New yeah. Japan, AEW. There could be more fucking doors that coming in and out with Impact and Noah and, you know, who, who knows? Who, who else? Jericho. Fucking Triple A. A. Jericho
2: Appreciation Society against the uh, family reunion of Los Ingobernables. Yeah, yeah, because we saw Roosh, <laughs> Andrade, Takagi, um, Naito, and Sonata against all five of fucking Jericho Appreciation Society, oh, and a massive Ten. I'm over here worried about, bitching about fucking AW being five hours long for double or nothing. I'm expecting Forbidden Door to be like eight, <laughs> and I'm gonna be sitting there all fucking day. And it's gonna be two nights, <laughs> two nights. Yeah. twice in a lifetime. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, Hector wants Miro versus Takagi. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Is that so? This is
2: probably the only time that we're ever going to go without a script again or bones outline. We just went with the flow, and we're about yeah. to we're about to go double or nothing late. Like, this is yeah. For <laughs> all the bitching you did about
0: Ben, yeah, hours. but I haven't had this time with you.
2: Oh. Five hours with you, I probably complained, but this has oh. only
0: been three. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel so special, so loved. All right, adios, my friends. Keep it classy. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even have a voice anymore.